Okay. I'm gonna keep that okay in there too. Please do, yeah, please do. That was, that was, that's <laughs> okay. important. I felt that as well, honestly. I was, I'm glad you said because I was gonna say it. Do that, please. Yeah, thank you. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome all back to a lot about nothing, where we talk about everything, but in the end, it means absolutely nothing. Well, not absolutely. That's too emphatic. It just mm. means nothing. I'm take off the absolute. I tried to freak it. It didn't work. <laughs> I just do nothing. Um, I'm your host, Akula. To my left, we got you know what? To my right. Ooh, I like that. I like you that. You see me, right? That's Man, important. We I, waited only until the very season finale. Yo, that's character. De- that's character development, my <laughs> Thank friends. You. That's character development. See, Trey, Thank storyteller. I see what writer happened. will know this. Mm, to my right, we got V Money V. <laughs> Ooh. V Money Victor. I like it. To my right, we got the third. Then he says right again mm-hmm. and throws in the plot twist mm-hmm. somehow. I mean, left, but I'm glad you, glad you caught it and it's twisted okay. it up. It's okay. The plot right. twist was to throw off the, yes. the mental visuals. Well of done. Y'all. It's okay. Yeah. Keep I, up. I see what you're doing. Yeah, keep up, audience. <laughs> in front of me and through the depths of Zoom again. Now we are like killing it with the Zoom stuff. I'm really proud of I'll it. I'll get the audio correct. I think last last episode wasn't too bad if Nashai wasn't spoken it's fucking hookah. Yeah, that's fair. But that happened. That happened. The, <laughs> I think the Zoom audio is better than the Discord for sure. I agree, man. I do yeah, agree yeah, on that. It, Discord didn't work out well much. for sure. Mm. I cheaped. I cheaped out on Christian on uh, on that one. My bad, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> next time, like, I'll get you on the Zoom next time, bro. <laughs> he deserved the Zoom. <laughs> but we have. Nikki here. A different Nikki. Different by Nikki. The way. Yes. Nikki Lee last time. <laughs> yeah. Nikki S this time. Nikki S this time. Hello, Nikki S. Thank you so much for joining us. Ooh, where's the Thank applause? you so much for having me. Huh? Oh, shoot. Yeah, the applause. My bad. I got you, Nikki. Ooh. You're a valued <laughs> member. Yeah. Wow. I feel so, I feel so classy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we try. We try. You're a very you're a valued guest. So you get applause as well. You may not have heard it, but. I gave you applause. When you hear this back in the podcast, it'll be there. Don't worry. It'll be there. And got you in post. I got you. To <laughs> got you, you in so post. Hey, yo. Sorry. Hey, I'm you, sure, I'm sure Cress forgot the air horn again. So. <laughs> I did. <laughs> in. <laughs> Forget the. Bro, come on. You that's swore, what's I, this, you that's going on a, you We're going on a scouts, You said scouts over. He did. And I, and but, remember, then, but technically, he crossed his fingers. And because the scouts are dissolved, it goes back to the original, like, Story of cross right. fingers anyway. is a lie. Exactly. Oh Got you again with the story. <laughs> oh exactly. Story components. Cross fingers changes it all. <laughs> exactly. Dorian, we're going to start the new season with the air horn. You're going to throw people. Sorry. See, the air horn's gone. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's because the Boy Scouts are gone and I ain't got. Damn it. It's me every time. I'm sorry. Big, big. I was going to say something, but he threw me off. Yeah, no, he had a whole point there. I felt it, uh, <laughs> but it's gone now. All right, you anyway. know how my memory is. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Please. Please. <sighs> this, is a, this is our last episode for season three. Indeed. Um, Yay. Yeah. Right. You're in the last episode. We saved the best for last, Nikki. Yay. I am so flattered. See? <laughs> I'm, I'm like so, so humbled right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him. Um, <laughs> after, <laughs> after this episode comes out, we're going to take a two week hiatus to, you know, rethink, regroup, and be restructure. Awesome, restructure. Maybe set some new things in motion. Set Indeed. some new things in motion. 
and really bring you guys quality content because mm. I care about this podcast. We do. No matter we how really much do. I give you terrible stuff. Prosecate, your edits are good, man. Don't hate on yourself. Don't hate on yourself. I don't think he's hating on himself. He's just hating on the things that yeah come out of our mouths. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. You reminded me when you said things that come. Remember how you told me last time, save myself in post. Yo, (laughs) I save myself in post, bro. I got you a post, bro. Listen, so many times, y'all that. Y'all, y'all just know what these niggas be saying. Aren't hearing things, and oh, that's good. I save y'all in post. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh um, man! After this episode, we're gonna take a two week hiatus. Um, you may or may not get an episode in between this because I'm I'm going on vacation, mm-hmm. and I might put a little something out. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna box this all up when I'm done. Do I need four mics? I'll take three mics. I'll take three mics. Get a start a vlog too? Mm. No, but I will get a camera. Oh, clean. see? Clean, clean, clean. See? I like it. Right. I like Good it. things are coming. Good things Stay are tuned. coming. This Stay is tuned. progress, y'all. This is progress. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Be money. You go first, my friend. Hey, good. Uh, weather was crappy this morning. Mm. Oh, right. Oh, my Lord. Why? I had to, had to put on my work boots and mm-hmm. head out to a job site today. Mm. But, uh, you know, coffee's running through my veins and... Kept me going today. Storm wholesome veins. Yeah. Wholesome. <laughs> yeah. Nikki, Nikki, how are you doing? You in this too? I'm I'm good. It's finally a day off for me. Oh. Um been a hectic week, but it's fine. I got to go to an esports area and nice. play some racing games and nice. that was that was everything to me. <laughs> yeah. What'd you play? Okay, so it's not an actual racing game. It's a racing simulator, and it right, simulates right. driving a high-end sports car. Uh-huh. So it. it's got, like, the seat that shakes, and it's oh, just... Oh, it's like, like the, uh, whole, yeah, the whole got, simulation. Like, yeah. yeah, and it shows... It has the multiple got, like, screens where it wraps around you. you. Yes, oh, yes, exactly. So yes. I recently found this place, and I tried it on Saturday, and racing games has always been that genre that I, I low-key love, Yo, but I'm not sure why. Too. I love racing games. And I don't know about cars, so I never tell people I like racing games, but I I secretly very much enjoy it. That's fair. Very nice. I played it on Saturday and it changed my life. So (laughs) (laughs) as soon as I had free time, I'm like, I'm going back. (laughs) Would you consider saving up to get a setup like that at your house? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. That's how much fun I had. Absolutely. Oh, damn. All right. Dang. I, it was it's incredible. There's nothing like it. It makes me want to drive a real sports car. That was sick, bro. That's what's up. See, I love Forza. Oh, wait, pause. Yeah, Forza's great. Oh, pause. Uh, Shell's, Shell's trying to come in. Yeah, she is. You trade? Um, so, uh, things been good, man. Um, I've been getting a crap load of work done uh, artwork-wise, and uh, so, the, like, the, the Renaissance Fair, you know, we, we've been planning on, like, how to potentially try and come back next year, you know, because now everything's trying to figure out how to open up safely. And so, you right. know, we're in talks about what are the ways to do so. And so, um, but anyways, th- but that's besides the point. I've been working on artwork. So mm. <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, the progress that the entertainment industry basically and the performer industry uh, makes for next year and how things get going. But, um, you know, with, with the whole iteration of masks or masks in society. Oh my God, that word. Why? Um, <laughs> with the whole iteration of them in society, you know, it's, 
I'm interested to see how outdoor events like Renaissance fairs are going to play out now or in the future, I should say, because right. we don't know how long COVID's going. So I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. Um, besides that, man, just getting art done, man. Just really man. trying to buckle down that's and good. get a crap out of art. And uh, <laughs> I have some some plans for my art. Oh, but that that's in the future, man. To be announced. <laughs> to be announced. Ooh. I'm just really excited right now. I'm really, really to hyped for it. Uh, things are moving forward with uh, my dreams of my art. So, Sick, bro. Heck yeah, man. How about you, Chris? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Is there an update on... Uh, Listen, <laughs> yes. Listeners, I wish oh, I could see his face. Y'all want a date update? Listeners, Uh-oh. I wish I saw his face. <laughs> all right, all right. Um. You know how when you, when someone asks you something and you say like out of 10? Mm-hmm. For me, it's like out of 12. Well, okay right wow. okay right all right out of 12 it's like a 15 <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. God. Right. i'm all in fellas oh Bro, chill. my god chill you're making me jealous this guy I'm all right in, here. fellas. okay i'm all in i'm oh, at like i'm at like peak happy okay it's i feel you man it's crazy yeah here. yeah it's but been a while it. stop you're making me jealous you should be go somewhere i'm having a good time <laughs> Go somewhere, bro. And have a good time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Come She's on, dope, y'all. Man. Sorry. I love you. <laughs> All is no. We're going to pause for a second. Please. So, as I was saying, fellas, <laughs> I'm a 15 out of 12. <laughs> and I'm doing very well. Damn. And she has been very good to me. Damn. I'm very happy. And I'm hoping to seal the deal soon. Yay. Oh. Yay. Wait, close the doors. Not gonna lie, as a person who's known you for literally years, this is an extremely interesting yeah. This is a big deal. Actually, life moment. It's a very big deal. It's a big deal. I don't usually. I mean, especially shared share my life all up on on the platform that like twenty people listen to. But you. <laughs> wasn't it thirty? The character development episode, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's really the character like development it. episode. But this is huge. I'm I know this super arc. duper picky dude. I know this arc. I like it. So, but we've had the important conversations. Is what matters to me. That's good, man. Good. You yeah. feel me? Mm-hmm. We haven't had the important conversations like other people yeah. I've been with. Mm-hmm. We've had the important conversations early, and I've been satisfied with the answers. And so, I'm going forward. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's the update, boys. Very wholesome, man. Great yeah. to hear. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so today we're going to talk about awareness. Indeed. Um, Around us. By the way, I, I, I saw the title you put. I I'm don't excited know. for this. I don't know if I'm fucking with the title. Oh, dude, I don't give a crap about the title. Oh, you okay. make that whatever. I needed y'all to simply understand my <laughs> thought process. I need um, y'all to understand my thought process yeah. when I was like getting on it, you know, and like yeah, yeah. what I wanted y'all to think about. Right. So that's really what I was going for. Yeah. So hopefully y'all at least understood where I was coming from and my thoughts on it. Dog, all these interruptions. I and know. I think it's the gardener dude. It is definitely the gardener dude. <laughs> now I'm gonna go handle that. Yeah, we can pause twice. Nikki, we're pausing again. <laughs> so we're back again after the second cut in like five minutes. <laughs> Just wanna start it, y'all. We'll save ourselves in post. <laughs> save ourselves. <laughs> so <laughs> we had a thought process, yeah. so I'm so, so sorry. As we were saying before, <clears throat> so about awareness. Okay, take us off. So yeah, man, our, 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 uh, the theme today is going to be about um, the concept of awareness and uh, oh, I guess awareness in people, awareness. So societal. Yeah, societal awareness, introspective. introspective. Um, really, I, I want to talk about the different dimensions of it 
and where our perceptions of it are focused. So, you know, exactly how you were able to go into the different aspects, like, okay, well, how often is your attention, which is a like by second frame by frame thing, Mm -hmm. how often are you utilizing your focus on being aware? Right. right. And so, um, That's yeah. That's kind of the thought process I had. Oh, with absolutely. It. Um, but before we get to it, I have to now give you the IQ. Drink water. IQs. Oh my God! I'm glad you're asking. IQs are interesting questions that no one actually knows, except the person who's going to ask them, of course. But mm-hmm. no one else knows what the questions are going to be. <laughs> so now I'll ask them. Well, this, off, there's just one this time. Right. Oh, okay, sorry. That's off the top, like <laughs> Athena of the dizzy, indeed, the domey. indeed. I'm sorry, we we, we wilded. So, I my like friend. this dynamic, by the way, <laughs> when you like got an IQ, you're like, what's an IQ? I like, I like the dynamic. I still, are we like being cute? Are we being cute? All right. So, what two movies mm. would you combine? And then, in saying that. Along these three axes, I want you to really also think the actors, mm-hmm. the characters, and the plot. And I say actors mm-hmm. and characters because it's vastly different. Like mm. Iron Man would be very different if like Tom Cruise was Play playing. Iron Man. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it'd be very different. But what two movies um, would you try and combine? And then along that, I will say franchise because I don't want to just say, well, only Avengers Endgame and only specifically Return of the King. Like mm. what? No, why? That's on just Lord of the Rings and Avengers. If you yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, right, okay. You know, so but you got time. Oh, specifically, I'm gonna say live action because fam animated is just that. That's a lot as yeah, well. It's a lot. So <laughs> I'm gonna just say live action for this. Um, one. What two live you, action movies would you, you like wanna to know combine? What the most confusing uh-huh. movie of all time would be? Go for it. Inception combined with Tenet. Why are you like this, dude? Why, why are you like this? That'd be the most confusing <laughs> fucking movie ever. <laughs> Came out swinging. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Dude, Inception with Tenet. Oh, my God. Time moving backwards while you're in your head in what? six different dimensions. Oh, my Jeez. God. Stop. Oh, my God. Let's make this for Nolan's Wildland. All right, let me think. You really think oh. about it. You got a second. You know what I would do? Go for I'd it. I'd do two Quentin Tarantino movies. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would put, I'd put in Django. With the hateful eight <laughs> in the same timeline, <laughs> the same timeline. Django meets the <laughs> Django meets the hateful eight, and they become like the hateful nine, and they take out like <laughs> slavery across the U.S. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> that'd be oh, sick. Respectable, respectable. That'd be sick. Victor, what do you uh, what you thinking about, or Nikki? This is difficult. It is. Um, it's a well, lot. And to go first. <laughs> yeah, the first thing that popped into my mind was probably like some sort of spy versus spy mm, kind yeah. of plot Ooh. or like some agent versus agent like type of Ooh, deal. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah so yeah. maybe like a crossover between like the Bourne franchise and like, I don't know, James Bond or mission impossible. That would be dope. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, you'd be, you'd be, uh, it would be dope. It'd be, um, salt with, uh, James Bond. Oh, that'd be cool! Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, dude, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be about yeah something, that yeah. something in that count. Ooh, that'd be some, really something cool. in that mix. I don't want. Yeah, that's cool. That's Where you have like an unstoppable force meeting an yeah. uh, immovable object mm-hmm. type of deal. Okay. Right. All right, I, I got one. Oh, oh Nikki, are you, you got? Are you, did you? Oh, you go first. You okay. go first. I've been thinking about this one forever. Okay. And <laughs> that's not fair. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you know, see, listen, listen, listen. What happened was, what happened was, okay. thought about the, what, what I will say. Actually, I thought about this the first time I saw this movie, and that's why I've been thinking about it forever. And that's what got me on the IQ because okay. I was just like, I saw the movie, and I was just like, bruh, 
this is obviously a thing. John Wick and the Matrix. Oh. Okay. Listen why. Listen why. Oh, Listen why. Okay. Gosh. First of all, once everyone basically gets kicked out of the Matrix and we just spark wake up, okay, well, what else is a literal nation of assassins going to do besides make a new underground world of assassins mm. that trades in gold, one of the most pure elements, okay? First of all, Morpheus is literally in there. And who does he fight for? Hmm, the resistance, the homeless mm. people who literally everyone thinks is dirty, but he's like, no, 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 my friend. We are the ones who see and know all exactly mm. like oh my he God. was in the Matrix, okay? And right, then we're right, going right. to go into, okay, Neo, okay? Of course, as the savior... His his sacrifices, everyone forgets that he's the savior and that he was the one. But we all still have these skills. So, of course, he's the best killer of all of them. Duh. And so he's just like, eh, I'll use my skills if it keeps me alive in this new life. He does that. But eventually he's like, man, life's hard. <laughs> Finds new love. She dies again. He's just like, wow, Trinity all over again. Ain't this some BS? And then... John Wick happens. Wow. And so, this, so then this final thing, okay, because Antebellum was amazing. So the, the whole final thing is going to be realizing that it's just another Matrix that we've ended up creating. <laughs> and the movie's mixed. And then Trinity's like in there again. And then all the other characters. It's going to be great. Wow. That's pretty cool. I like that. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just saying. Like it makes sense to me. Like they're both in the same movie. Yeah. Again. How, Any, like, listen, anything with Lawrence Finchburn and Keanu Reeves together? Bro, no hate. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. That's a Come winner. on. It's a dope. Come on. Nikki, you're up. Uh, Starship Troopers and Ender's Game. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, my God. Uh, I, would love that. I think that it would be interesting to introduce Ender and this kid who's playing a game and have him be in the same like military complex that you see. Uh, but uh, I cannot remember. I forgot his name as well. Character. But all those yeah, characters, one that was Rico like and all them. That was studying, yeah, Rico's friend, Rico's friend, the one that became a scientist. Mm-hmm. He works in the science division with him. Mm-hmm. You see the kid and him interact and everything, oh and then you see the God. movie of like Rico and his trials. You like oh, it that's so legit. You find out that like his friend has been working with this kid Ender, who's this genius, and come to find out this entire war that all of them have been fighting has been a game for this kid. You know what I mean? He doesn't realize it, and they're all bitter because, you know, they're veterans, and they've seen how the bug war plays out, and you know, I I think it would just be cool, and since they're both, you know, sci-fi and, you know, telling larger stories, I think it would work really well together. That is an amazing, amazing combination. I love Starship Troopers, and I love Ender's Game, and Ender, you know, being a, a, like, the contrast, like, I'd want that as, like, a show. Like, Mm. the contrast of, like, Ender, literally him, and, like, a bunch of kids playing this cool, like, top-down RTS virtual game. (laughs) (laughs) Then, like, it switches over to, like, the absolute R-rated, like, bugs tearing apart all the Starship Troopers, like, organs and freaking blood. They're dying. is horrible. Like, why did they command us on this planet? What are they doing? And he goes back to the other guys, and he's like, hey. I'll get more points this time. <laughs> if he loses that planet, they'll win. What are you doing, evil kid? You've lost a thousand. But sorry, I'm getting hyped. That's dope. We we get hyped at things like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. I'm Dang, like, dude. Really hard. I was like, okay, I'll think of my favorite movie first. But then like 
they're I don't know they're so scattered across genres that mm. I'm like yeah I, you know Nightmare on Elm Street and and yeah. you know like oh my god <laughs> but oh no that's not gonna work oh no oh no <laughs> so yeah um, all right good no I loved it all right I got a simpler one for you I think um that I think I don't know just kind of fits into this later on what do you think about when you hear the word classy hmm oh super like super easy to be like a simple couple word definition or not even a definition it could just be what you see or think about but in in your perspective from your perspective from what society has created of the word and what your culture has created of the word what do you think of the word classy if someone's like oh that's really classy or be classy well, or this about i can tell you the first thing that pops in my mind mm. Sure. Was uh, when I heard the word "classy," a nice ass suit. Yeah, right. Fair. First thing that popped into my mind. Fair. James Bond is the first thing that popped into my mind, but only because I think we were talking about movies. But James True. Bond is. But thing is, he kicks ass, but also being classy at the same time. That's fair. He'll classically kick your ass. <clears throat> that's fair. <laughs> that that that's fair. Classically, I like. I, Class, I, you know, he said classically. Yeah, no, class- yeah, classically. <laughs> oh, fair, 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 fair. Yeah, his ass kicking is timeless. Timeless. That's timeless, bro. You see that all times, yeah. and it's good. Hands ready to eat for oh, everyone. I like. Second it. thing that popped in my man was that Dose Kiss man. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're good. I, I was totally thinking all this old spice guy, too. Yeah, something like that. Stay thirsty. <laughs> the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> That's fair. He's also crazy. Oh, I don't know. That, I like the first thing that popped in my head is like a rich woman at like a racetrack with a glass of champagne and a giant hat. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, where, like, yeah, where's the cigarette holder, woman. though? Yeah, where's the <laughs> yeah, bro? Like two foot long cigarette holder, bro. That's uh-huh. ultimate classy. Bro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like the air has to work to get to my mouth. Okay, I ain't normal. <laughs> exactly. You know, she's surrounded by people who work for her who yes. aren't allowed to look her in the eye. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like that's classy to me. Not good classy, but that's the first thing I think of. That's fair. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, well. With that in mind, okay, now we can actually get to the, uh, I guess, the talk, right? Okay. All right. So on it, um, I guess, start the basics of just what is awareness. Okay. Um, and I, I guess, you know, based on the definitions, uh, dictionary.com, y'all, uh, it's about the knowledge or perception of situations, mm. you know, um, mm-hmm. being concerned with things um, and well-informed on things. So it really is literally just acknowledging that things are happening around you. Um and of course, you know, that seems simple, but in that being the case, how, how do we practice that? You know, um, awareness is a thing that I feel you have, you have to actively practice. And yes, we want to say, well, oh yes, you have a, you have to have a practice, you know, a passive awareness. But in reality, I feel like that's a practiced thing. We have, um, we have like instinctual awareness, a fight or flight response. If we mm-hmm. see something move off in the distance, we move and like look quickly, but also, there's like a practiced reaction time to that. Some you know, people are more ready for situations like that. Right. You it's know, like, you know, black people have a um, cultural awareness mm-hmm. and also just like an instinct where other black people are around. Because you see one black dude running, you taking off too. <laughs> you know, asking no questions. 
Yeah, for like several people. Like, yeah, yeah, if you see a couple people running, you run into. Run to you. Sit there and wait what they're running from. Yeah, don't even take through. a chance. I feel even you. if it's yeah. nothing, like you run it, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awareness. I feel you on that. Uh, no, with that in mind, you know, again, like, but like again, I'm like a, I guess I'm like a day to day thing. Yeah. How, you know, some people have mantras, prayers, yeah. uh, meditation mm-hmm. habits where. They have methods of actively practicing those. And I guess, well, yeah, yeah, I really just want to ask you guys, how do each of you, I guess, how have you learned through your lifetimes and through your experiences how to stay actively aware, I guess, of being aware? I learned through other people's mistakes, right? So mm-hmm. one, of the, uh, one of the things that I'm starkly aware of is exits. Wherever I'm at, no matter where it is, mm-hmm. I'll always peep the exits first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if anything, because... I'm not so naive to think that shit won't go down while I'm there. Yeah, like it's Just impossible. It yeah, you feel me? Just because it has to happen doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. So when I see stuff like uh, shooting at a mall or some dudes fighting at Starbucks or something happening like some <clears throat> grocery store somewhere, yeah, like I'm not gonna pull up to the grocery and think, ah, oh, that happened in Wyoming. That's just not happening here. Yeah, man. No, 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 no. Exactly. So I'm always very aware of exits. Okay. Ever I am, just in case I know something goes down, I'll probably plan out a route low key. I feel you. See y'all, oh, it's nothing here. A little bit of space there. Let me just, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. out of there. Peace. <laughs> protecting right. myself for protecting, I mean, uh, what's it called? Life something. Um, I forgot what it's called, but protecting my life, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also very aware that I can die anytime while driving. Oh, yeah. I feel that so hard, man. Like, yeah. oh my lord! Even though I gotta do it every day, <laughs> go eighty miles on, yes. on the highway every day. Sometimes but, I'm late and I'm hitting about the eighty-five. Bro, you're in a, a a ton, a literal ton of metal, like yeah. just moving at that yeah. speed. Yeah, while hundreds crazy, of other tons other of metal. People. Yeah, with other people who are in tons of metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. faster than you. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of them not really responsible. Oh, of course, at yeah. all. you have to hope that every single one of them is not super tired, not drunk, not hungover, mm-hmm. not mad, not feeling crazy. You know, yeah, for sure. So every time I get into a car, I literally concede your life <laughs> for like how long, however long it takes you to get to your destination. <laughs> Jesus, take the you way. may not make it there. I'm always aware of that. Like, I'm driving to wherever it is where I'm driving. I may not make it there. Mm. That's always in the back of my head every time I drive. Now, some would think, damn, that's a burden. But nah, when you practice it enough. It keeps you defensive, actually. Yeah. Not, not like. Not like, I'll, a, yeah, not like I don't think that's a weakness. 20 on a 60. Yeah, I don't think that's a weakness. It, it, it makes you a defensive driver. It makes you want to keep stay safe. Yeah. Where if there's a problem, you know it isn't your fault that right. the problem happened. And I think it keeps me, it keeps me calm, personally. Mm. It keeps me calmer knowing that um, like if I ever like run into like. Remember that picture I showed you where there's like a giant pole that went through my car? Bro, that was yeah. insane. That was insane. That was right? insane. Yeah. You got we got post that somewhere. That was wild. Somewhere. Bro. <laughs> that was yeah, wild. Nick, oh Nikki, you, you probably insane. I'm you I have it. not. Yeah, yeah but I was we'll like I was driving then. on the highway, Nikki, and um uh as I'm going, there was a like one car in front of me, right? And then the one car in front of me, it like swerves a little bit and it runs over this giant pole. The pole flips up and jams into my light. Up through my hood, could have easily oh. gone through the windshield. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro, it could have gone through, through everything, yeah. anything. Okay, yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Like a strip impaled his car. Yeah, it was wild. I was going like seventy too. Yeah, I'm glad you walked away from that. Oh my gosh, Same. 
when you see the picture, it'll be even more stunning. Yeah. But that in that instance, I was I wasn't panicked because I saw. I mean, it's not that I could do. I'm you do it. Yeah, it happens, and you have yeah, to just exactly you have to react have to, to it. Just like, react to do? it, and you just boom. I'm like, oh, hit the brake, pull off to the median, done, easy. In the end, I could I actually just pulled it out of my car. Right. But dang, dude. Yeah. Still, That's another one. The second one is um the accident I had before in my Honda where I hydroplane my car flipped around twice, hit the side of the uh hit the side of the barrier, hit the other side, and then oh, landed man. horizontal. Mm-hmm. In that instance, I couldn't control anything either. Nothing. You I just let go of the wheel. To be honest with you, <laughs> dude, I, oh I understand though. Sometimes, like, yeah, dude, hydroplaning is uh. To, like when you feel the yeah. control <laughs> of the weight, like when you feel the that's when you feel the weight of the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, 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 like you really feel your that, vehicle moving. No, that's why I'm always scared to drive when it's raining, mm-hmm. especially on I ninety five. Especially oh, yeah, with yeah. my Jesus. car, with my go kart. Oh, don't man. you dare! Don't you dare! No, Please, I have no. to. But yes. I'm telling oh, you, Lord. you have to be super careful. Oh, mm-hmm. What on the terms of driving? I was like, I was thinking to myself because I've caught myself actually just like going into like quote-unquote autopilot when i'm driving home from work now because mm. everything's been such a routine i feel you that i i actually just drive as like a subconscious you like blip out sometimes yeah you miss like parts of the drive too man. i do like i completely understand that that's not i'm, I'm not judging you for like, that you're, you're not like totally not blind safe. it actually you are driving like you are yeah. you're like but staying you, in the like, lane it's not, it's not at the forefront of your mind it's anymore because you throw in the bag and yeah. you're like all right i'll all listen right. i'll pay attention to this like podcast or <laughs> new song i'm listening to and yeah and then i've caught i've right. suddenly like one of one of the drives home i was started to become aware of it i'm like caught myself I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe i should <laughs> i should come back to reality yeah, yeah pay yeah, attention yeah. a little more there are times where i miss like going through an intersection it was a green light, and I just kind of subconsciously just went. And literally, my brain does not remember that happened. Yeah. It definitely happened. I definitely have driven a distance. But then I'm like, how did I get How did I get this far in this straight line right. path? That's wild. Yeah. How am I I've, missing part of the drive? I've, done, I've, I've ran red lights like that. Mm. Luckily, this was these these red light runnings are always at like 3, <laughs> three in the morning <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when no oh, one's dude, around. Especially. But I'm just like so focused to like get home or thinking of some yeah, other man. thing. Yeah, I think and I'm like, else. dude, and those I'm, lights disappear in the sky sometimes, man. Yeah, like, and it I'm definitely like, happens. Oh, perception. I can go through this, right? And it was red, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh no, mm-hmm. yeah. oh no. Oh, but no, you see no, how no. routine can mess up our awareness. Yes, yes, right. If you, don't, if you don't practice. It'll it'll make you. Uh, it subconsciously makes you fill in the gaps at certain places through mm. transitional phases well even know? then like the brain even if you even, like let's say when you're reading something and there's missing pieces mm-hmm. the brain will like it just puts fill in it fills it in based mm. on like past experiences and whatnot mm-hmm. mm. that's uh, that's speed reading like my yeah I exactly. lie, dude, like my, my mom my mom is extremely good at that like she can go through an entire book and she'll get the entire plot but like there are ways to practice speed reading where you start a line and you teach your eyes to kind of phase over the transitional words, the A, the mm-hmm. right, right, right. that, whatever, he, that you can get through that and get the gists of ideas and story plots and get through readings a lot faster. And okay. like, that definitely is the thing that you can practice and train, you know? But again, just another aspect of awareness. Nikki, what yeah. about you? With your, I guess, you know, day-to-day acts of practicing awareness. <laughs> um, so I tend to work with children 
And I feel that's important to note because when you work with kids, mm. it makes you consistently hyper aware of mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. that are waist level and lower. Oh, if, yeah. that, if that yep. makes any that sense. Makes, yeah, so, for sure. You know, I'll go to like someone's house or um, I'll just be walking around and I tend to look at the ground. And I mean, I've been working with kids for about 10 years and I know someone brought it up with me once where she's like, oh, I didn't even notice. You know, you always manage to find like my little earrings that I managed to drop. I don't even notice them, you know, (laughs) and it's like, oh, because I'm literally out of habit looking for choking hazards. You know what I mean? It's like I have to look at the ground because that's what most children look at. And I tend to work with uh, primary school kids, you know what I mean? And, you know, kindergartners don't they, they don't think about stuff uh, when they're discovering the world around them. They do what normal people do. They reach for things that they can reach. They, they climb for everything else. And if they don't have the energy or the willpower for either of those, then mm. they just go to the dirt. Mm. Uh, so, Eat dirt. You know. <laughs> It'd be like that. <laughs> you know, so um, when I'm at work, I, I tend to be pretty hyper aware in my day-to-day life to get me kind of in that mindset, I, I tend to be a very uh, habit-driven person. And that's because it keeps me grounded in yeah. my life. So like when I wake up in the morning, um, just like out of habit, I always do like full head to toe, like body check. If that makes any sense. It's because I'm mm-hmm. also a woman, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, got to check for breast cancer, got to check for like, I'm out in the sun a lot. So it's like, do I have any weird moles that like popped up or freckles that popped mm-hmm. up that were there before? And it just also makes me very um, conscious of my own body. Um, it makes me aware of my own body in Heck a yeah. way that's more within my control because once I am outside the door, then, um, you know, my, my perception of the world has to change. My awareness of the world has to change. Mm. Um, Mm. is it nighttime? You know what I mean? Am I going somewhere by myself? Am I going somewhere with my friends? You know what I mean? How, you know, if I'm dressed in a certain type of outfit, where am I headed to? I'm aware of so many things when I leave the house that Mm -hmm. are necessary because of just, things outside of my control that in the morning I give myself a feeling of control over my awareness by just, you know, paying attention to myself and being aware of things that, that are about me. You know, how am I feeling this morning? I I write in my little journal, you know, do I feel anxious today? Probably. I'm always just, uh, (laughs) you know, and that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it's just, I think uh, for me personally, I think, kind of developing a habit of establishing a space and a time for me to just be aware of the here and now, my own body, my own breathing, my hair, my nails, you know, my skin, things that are within my control. Because I mean, you know, as, as a woman, you go outside and you have to be aware of things that you might not want to be aware of, but you just have to by necessity. Yeah, um, it's not a reach yeah. to say that women have to be more aware of of men, like in yeah. almost all aspects. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. So you know, you don't want to like you know, if I go to a park, I I love going outside for activities and things like that, but I try not to go to the same park too many times in a row mm. um, in a week because if there's some, if I see a guy there that creeps me out the first yeah. couple of times that I go, I'm like, oh no, I don't. 
now he'll know what's no, no, no. You know what yeah. I mean? That I come here. So, you know, maybe I'll change it up and go somewhere else on Tuesday. <laughs> you know? uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just think just kind of keeping myself grounded um, with those kind of times in the morning and at night to just, and I know it sounds kind of vain at first, like, how's my makeup? What's my skin look like? Did I clip my nails? It's just, it's just my way of like centering myself and just being like, okay, I have to clip my nails because um, I don't want to accidentally, you know, harm a child if I have to reach for them. Right. Mm. You know, I have to, you know, I'm making sure my hair looks nice because I know um, I'm going, you know, to meet parents today. I'm making sure my skin looks good because, you know, I tend to neglect eating healthy throughout the week. So it's just right. I don't, I don't think anyone could fault you for being vain in that sense because a lot of that yeah. just comes down to societal pressures and influences, mm-hmm. especially right. the heightened ones for women in general. Yeah, ridiculous. So right, right. So I yeah. like um, I like that you brought that up um, because, like, exactly like you said, Victor, though, and but also like you said, where it's it is kind of a societal thing where you do have to acknowledge how you're going to be viewed by society, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I, I liked how you also, well, Nikki, how you also described that it is kind of a self-awareness check. Mm-hmm. Um, every morning I try and do like a full body head to toe stretch. And but when I do that, not that like I'm a pro at yoga or anything, but like I try to feel my muscles as they act, as no, they exactly. interact with each other and allow me to move. And in doing that, you just gain more awareness of your body in space. And right. I feel that. um I don't know. I feel doing that, you know, you just get, you get more connected with everything. You know, you're able to move better. You're able to acknowledge how you can move, how you inter- interact with yourself and things around you. Agreed. Heck yeah. Um, in, in going on through that, it definitely, uh, kind of goes into the next like segment of questions I was actually going to have for y'all or, or topic I want to kind of bring up, which was, uh, what are 10 things that, well, not even specifically 10, but what are some things that you would say you are most often aware of? I want to go first because I, I made a list. <laughs> go for it, brother. Go for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Okay. And I, I already told you two things off my list. Heck yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Um, but the first one was people's attitudes. And I'll mm. tell you why I put that one. I went, when I was coming to work, I'd say Tuesday. Yeah, yeah Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was coming to work Tuesday and I, the traffic was horrible. It was raining. So I was like, I wasn't late, but I was like really close to being late. Mm. And I'm just trying to like get to, get to my desk and just chill for like five minutes until I got to like clock into these white people. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going through security and the security guard, security guard lady is like, good morning. But I didn't say anything. Not like I didn't, I, I didn't hate her. I just, I didn't feel like saying good morning. I'm just trying to go. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, Zane, you all right? Everything good. And with this attitude and I'm like, I'm fine. And she's like, well, I hope so. It's early in the week. And I'm like, <laughs> you failed the interaction role, bro. Like, <laughs> bro. In my head, I'm like, what the fuck do you want from me? I don't want to tell you good morning. Like these are, like these are the things that like. And you know it's crazy. She didn't mean. She didn't mean to tell me. How do I word this? <laughs> Her saying good morning to me was not like a good gesture of it wasn't a gesture of good faith from her because she wanted me to say it back because I didn't say it back. She called an attitude. 
So, which means originally the good morning didn't mean anything to begin with. So she just said it just because she'd be saying it to people. So because I didn't say it back, she caught an attitude. In my mind, I'm like, man, fuck you. I'm trying to go. <laughs> like, I don't know why they think just because you say good morning, I have to say it back. It's a choice. It's a courtesy. Maybe it's courteous to say good morning back. I mean, in that same vein, do you think it doesn't have to be good morning, but you think a response would be dignified? Doesn't warrant a response. I don't have to give you, or maybe, you feel a, me? or maybe a gesture like a wave, a gesture though, or but like a nod. All I'm saying, all that you're saying is optional. Everything you're saying uh, is optional. I, I, it's optional. I don't really agree. It is optional. It is. Why isn't it optional? I, I sorry, you you asked Victor. I, I have an opinion on it, but I'll let Victor answer that. One. Why isn't it optional? I mean, my in my opinion, there's again, this goes into the whole social structure and influences. There's a so there's tends to be like. A social, like a social, uh, back and forth with, I mean, it like again, you don't have to be buddy buddy, or even like the person, but a, a, uh, what a common courtesy. That's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, like again, you don't have to put sugar and roses and a cherry on top with your response, but usually when you're, at least spoken to, at least you know. Have a response. So you, you don't have to say good morning. You don't have to smile. A wave or like a nod. Everything you're telling me is optional. Why don't you think it's optional? I believe that at its most foundational level, existence is the sharing of experiences between entities. Okay. And like, I know that sounds hella metaphysical, but to that point, I agree with the the original idea of a common courtesy, but also the like intrinsic ideas behind a common courtesy if a person says hello greets you or acknowledges you whatever their intent behind acknowledging you there is an attempt from one entity to acknowledge another entity to me it is like it is no effort on my part to acknowledge them back hello done i i know it is optional yes it is absolutely optional but to me, I believe that objectively we are a species that thrives off of communication. So at a fundamental level, I believe that communication in any base form is better than no communication. And so because of that, if someone says hello or anything, however they say it to me, I have no issue saying it back because I also know that like people want acknowledgement they want to be, they want to know that they exist. And I know that um, sometimes a person can go days and days and days without anyone at all acknowledging them. Um, I guess because I was a counselor for a while. And so I know that that happens to kids sometimes and like where they literally won't have anyone talk to them for like a while or like days. They won't really have anyone truly acknowledge them. And until someone says, hey, how are you doing? They're like, wait, what? Like, oh crap! You know, it could take them back. I now if they're if it's a full grown person, also like, that's a different story. I feel you on that though. But you know, still to the same level. Um, like we're all still kids at heart, and we all still do have that I think innate desire to be acknowledged and to like acknowledgement allows you to know that you do exist. You are in this reality, and other people are there. Now, also, I know there's a crap load of context around the person, though. I don't know this person. I didn't see them. You might literally see them every day. If this person you see every single day, it ain't the end of the world if you do miss one day of saying good morning to them. You know, that's fair. But 
to me, I say hi to everyone. So that that's also hella, hella biased. <laughs> there's a there's a line in the movie Papillon that says, "It's no gain to keep you, no loss to destroy you. I gain nothing by saying good morning. I lose nothing by saying good morning." Who's to say that if she didn't come up to me late and said good afternoon, I wouldn't have said good afternoon. That's true. I agree. All I'm saying is that in that moment, because she didn't gain what she wanted, the attitude stirred up, which lead, led me to believe the good morning didn't have good intent behind it to begin with. It was just a routine. Mm-hmm. It was just something she thought would be courteous and she thought she would receive exactly. back. It's a social 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 courtesy, social almost, courtesy, which is optional. Like, <laughs> I get that. I get that. Don't get me wrong. I get that. But again, she extended that social courtesy to you. I mean, listen, this is all. I think that's what's important. It was extended because it was extended. N- not that like, uh, I don't want to use the word expectation because I know that's a- automatically where, where you go. It's optional. But yes, it is optional, w- yes, when there's a social courtesy extended, it is like objectively fair to say that like they are expecting you to acknowledge that they have extended something to you. But Trey, she extended that same courtesy to the person behind me. That's not a bad so or good got, th- That but, doesn't matter, though. That That isn't a context that matters in your situation. I'm saying she got the satisfaction she was looking for, it, just not from me. <laughs> you understand? That's fair. It's I just not from me. That. She didn't specifically ask me. The, here's the thing, though, right? Hey, I didn't Crest, say, good morning. How's your day going? I didn't blah. say good morning back. She didn't say, are you doing okay? She's like, what's wrong? <laughs> Listen, the, the thing with that is... You feel me? I, I get that. The the attitude part, again, that's that's a completely different issue on that's her part. Human, but yeah. I think she responded that way because she thought the absence of affirmation was a cross to her. Yeah. But how, how you interpret something is not my problem. That's because true. The, what, that's, that's true. true. Like the third... That is true. Agreement is like is whatever anyone thing. does is not your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't understand where she got that from. All I know is I went to my desk and I clocked in, <laughs> and I had a decent day. It was nice and slow. It wasn't crazy. <laughs> so I gained, I gained nothing by saying good morning. I lost nothing. But true. This morning, someone said, "Come," I said, "Good morning." I don't understand. I just didn't want to say it in that in that instance, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that instance made her think that life <laughs> was over. Life was over it's completely. Imploding. Just for me, not one to say good morning. It's not owed to you, is what I'm saying. That's true. That's why I say I'm aware of people's attitudes, mm-hmm. and I hope they're aware of mine because I don't fuck with nobody in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's she should definitely take note of that, that should, i put on head i put on big ass headphones every morning people still try to talk to me by the way <laughs> stop doing that shit if you see people with headphones stop trying to talk to them obviously they don't want to talk to anyone or else they're easily yeah. free to listen to you <laughs> be aware of that <laughs> I know this. This makes me sound like a bad guy. No, it doesn't. No, but no, 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 no. It makes you sound like a real. All I'm saying is guy. that you That's have fair. to be aware that these things will happen. Other people that <laughs> that that the things the things that seem like routine and that people mm-hmm. should do, they do not have to do. Right. Sure. Like if you're driving, no one has to let you into the lane, unless there's cones there and it's blocking the road. And yeah, I'm gonna get in front of you in anyway. But if the lane's open, no one has to let you in. You understand? You can slow down and go behind. See, th- that is a that's a conversation on courtesy. Then, sorry, or, or sorry, right. um, what, dang, what'd you call it earlier? Um, social courtesy. That's a conversation on social courtesy, right? And you know, w- things that we just 
accept as like rules, you know, between each right, other. Right, societal right. rules, societal which rules. I don't, which I don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Laws, can, laws can be broken too, but we go to jail for that. Societal <laughs> rules can be broken. You don't go to jail for that. Exactly. Someone just has it. Just some just take it personally. Someone just ends up taking it personally. That's it. Mm. I don't take nothing personally. Law number two. I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no law in, to, for break. Or there's no uh, agreement jail, t- jail time for societal yeah. rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is like societal suicide. Oh yeah, if, if terms, you don't, yeah, it could be crowned as like a pariah or outcast. But again, mm. that's all based on personal opinions and preferences. Right, let, let me get to the rest of you because that was just my first one. Oh no, I know, I knew this was going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Um, I'm also highly aware of uh, my mood because. Mm. Like That's I said, a big one, yeah. right? If I didn't talk to you, <laughs> wasn't in the right mood. So the idea, the thing is, whenever I'm like in not the best mood, I don't try to take it out on other people. I try to like adjust how I'm gonna talk or how my day is gonna go. Because mm-hmm. other people gonna come up to me, Chris, how you doing? I'm just gonna be like, Hey, what's up, John? <laughs> no, no, I'm cool. Hey. Yeah. yeah. You need something? No? Cool? Alright, peace. I'm not going to be like, fuck, John, leave me the hell alone. I'm trying to work. You don't see me? You know, you have to adjust depending on your... You have to be aware of your mood because if you take it on other people, they're going to feel like it's malicious and then they're going to say, yo, Chris is wilding today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, I don't know what mm-hmm. y'all... Like, don't, don't fuck with him. To, like, and then it'll... You know I mean, it'll trickle down. Mm-hmm. So I'm highly aware. If I'm happy, I'm happy. I'll treat everybody as accordingly. If I'm sad, I'll also treat them still accordingly. Just to not give away my mood. Exactly. You feel me? All right, let me let me keep going. You good? Uh, my mental and physical health, boy, howdy. <laughs> I have I haven't seen my um my therapist in a in a minute. Oh, a couple of weeks, mostly because I'm happy. That's good, man. I'm cool. It's not like, a bad thing. Yeah, yeah it's not I bad. I don't need to see it. So always aware of it's my mental health. Yeah, yeah, it's a good problem to sure. have for sure. I'm always aware of my mental health. I'm always aware of my physical health, which I need to go to the gym, but I hate going to the gym. So I might just get like an exercise bike in my new crib. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be going to the gym still. No, yeah, I'm, no, like, no. I'm not going to the gym. I, I haven't been. I, I get that people have been doing that, but like now's the time to get back to uh, like good old old fashioned working out at home. Yeah, jump rope, jump rope at home. Like, jump rope yeah, at just home. Just look at one punch, man, bro. Bro, thank you. Just pull some push-ups. All he did was uh, up, some like, strength training. Yeah. Easy. Easy, right, Good to go. Good to exactly. go. But no, um, my mental health and physical health, always aware. Mental health is very Gotta important be, to me. Um, my skin color, super duper aware. Oh, that's Ooh. a big We'll one. talk about that one later. That's fair. I, I'm, I'm gonna mark that one off of mine just yeah, to save yeah, us some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, facts. I'm also aware, always aware that I don't know everything, and I know, there are many, 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 many things I don't know. So I'm always willing to learn, especially with like people, like new people that I meet. I'm always willing to learn from them. So I try to like listen very intently yeah. to people, especially strangers that I that I uh, talk to, which is very rare because I don't talk to strangers. Um, but very aware that I don't know anything. I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. That's why I, whenever people, I always tell them I don't know nothing because I'm always trying to learn something. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mark off one of mine because one of mine is literally saying I don't know. Yeah. Like it, like uh-huh. that's, I'm so proud to say that to Same. anyone. Like, I know I don't know. Please don't tell know me. Anything. Teach me. <laughs> uh, exits, I already said that one. Oh, how people react to calamity or bad situations. Mm. And I said that because I remember I told you guys before when um 
when uh when the COVID started, um fifty one. When COVID started, everyone had to buy guns. Yeah. Yep. And that's their reaction to <laughs> to a pen to, to a, a pandemic. pandemic. Yes. Be, be, yes. Be ready to shoot everyone. Be ready to kill everyone <laughs> like it was a zombie apocalypse. Right. I mean, ridiculous. Or how people react to a car accident. Yeah. They either get super mad or they're worried about the person or the people who are in the car accident. Yeah, so it's one or two. Yeah. 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 It's one of the other ones. Like, fuck, man, I'm going to be late to this, da, da, da. Or, dang, I wonder how they're doing. They'll call 911. So I'm always worried how people react to bad situations because then that determines, like, what direction I take. Mm. So I'm like, y'all wilding over here. I'm out. Okay. Uh, I think I had a couple more. Uh, oh, not many people will help you through life. Mm. Starkly aware of that. You have to do most of it on your own. Most of all, your family usually takes care of you. Sometimes they don't. Um, friends sometimes take care of you. Rarely, uh, especially when it comes to like money or uh, places to stay or uh, knowledge. <clears throat> you got to find all these things by yourself most of the time. You have to. What, what's that stupid thing Americans say? Uh, Pull yourself up by bootstraps. That dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta do that sometimes, especially to survive in America. In other countries, they care about their people <laughs> and they help you through life. But I starkly believe that a lot of people won't help you through life. You're on your own for the most part. Um, and also, since me and my lady was talking about this. Having a child is a lifetime responsibility. So very big life. Story. I am starkly aware of that every single time that I'm like, maybe I want kids, but I'm like, the stuff of life. Are they expensive. Dog. <laughs> Dummy expensive, time consuming, and you change your life around. Like they steal your life. Not steal, but they consume your life. So, I mean, parents... It baffles me that people just have kids just like off the rip. Like no matter I don't know how just accidentally just start having kids. Like shit's stupid. Can you not do that? Or like how celebrities have kids with other celebrities try to trap them or random people. Like that shit is so stupid. Children are like the future and they're they're so incredibly precious and you have to like raise them to the best of your ability. Yep. After not having done it ever. Yeah. That's facts. So that that plays a huge thing. I'm always aware of like how huge a responsibility it is to have a kid. That's why I'm not sure if I want kids, but we'll see. Maybe I'll have an accident in the future. <laughs> yeah. My uh my husband actually was talking to me about kids and he was like, I feel like our parents' generation and and before uh, they would have kids really young and that would mature them. Like they'd be like, Oh my God, having kids is so damn hard. I wasn't ready for this, but our generation <laughs> is like too poor to have kids. Yeah. So we matured first, And now we're like, Oh my God, you want to like jump into having kids? You know, how you much want a whole behind is? child, like mm. a whole um, human. Yeah. Like we're, we were like laughing about it because he's like, I mean, for our parents, like they, in their parents, they would have kids so young, mm-hmm. you know, that it was just because it was the thing to do. Like, oh, you're married, guess you're having kids, you know. Mm. And that was the thing that matured them. And then they're like, oh, well, now I realize, like, now I'm aware of how 
difficult it is to raise another human being. Son. While also figuring yeah. out how to raise yourself, basically. While trying to figure out how to raise yourself. Crazy. In, in a you society know? that doesn't know how to raise itself. Stummy facts. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Tangent. Real quick. Y'all saw the debate? Lol. Oh, Let's get to that God, after we please. answer these questions. Stop. Right, no, right. no, no, no. That all is right, a whole right, tangent. Right, right. We'll talk about that after no, we answer no, the no, questions. No, Let's get wait. our segment done before that segment destroys us. I would agree. That was not a debate. It was a. I know what it was. What was it? So, uh, Victor, your points. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, the. Uh, oh, my God. <clears throat> so, th- things I'm usually uh, really. Yes. Aware about or conscience. Um, I mean, again, Chris hit some very good, like, general points that I'm not going to harp over too much. Just so. I agree. Same. Um, again, when you wake up, how your body feels, how your head feels in terms of mental health and whatnot. Um, so I'll go into like some unique things. Uh, I know I recently started a diet. Mm. So nice. So this usually when you're on a diet, you become like hyper aware. You have to be, especially on how strict a diet is. So, what type of diet is it? If I, if allowed to ask. Oh yeah, I'm on a I'm on a keto diet oh. for a few months just to slim up, and then I I usually switch to a, a different, a more sustainable diet. Okay, yeah, fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Again, keto is not so it's a long term. It's not a long term diet. No. Don't don't don't. Get on keto and be like, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. Nah. That, no, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a it's a super strict version of keto too, because again, keto for those that don't know is when you move your body chemistry to make energy off the fats in your body rather than uh like carbs or muscle mm-hmm. or anything else or sugars, for example. So the keto is, keto diets are usually low sugar, low carb. Uh, well, no sugar, uh, ideally. So I do no sugar, and then I have a super strict uh, carb intake. Mm-hmm. I usually try to fit twelve grams of carbs a day. Mm. Huh, okay. A, a regular keto diet is about <laughs> uh, thirty to forty. Mm. So huh. I, I, I like I've done this before, so. I knew I know how it went, how my body reacted to it. So nothing That's good, man. no negative adverse effects. So when you're on this diet, I'm hyper aware of what I'm eating. Like what right. exactly. Like what is what is what is the nutritional uh makeup of this uh fruit I'm about to eat? How many exactly. sugars? Exactly. You have to. And like I can't eat this banana. There's too many carbs in it or something like mm. that. So that's one aspect that I'm very, very aware of nowadays. Damn. Um, and in the same vein, I'm also very conscious of drinking enough water, mm. especially on a diet like this. You, you have, have to be. You have to drink a lot of water just so your system can flush itself out and still function on this low everything, mm. <laughs> low everything. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I usually find myself uh being really conscious of is you know how you play video games or whatnot everyone has their escape mm-hmm. uh usually when i play video games i have to keep conscious of my temper oh <laughs> <laughs> like that is like i mean in the same sense like i mean yeah people get mad over video games especially if you play like shooters or mm-hmm. like anything competitive for and you're sure. actually sure. decent at the game 
Yeah, if you're and you if you deem yourself decent, you like oh you gotta you put you usually put that pressure on yourself to do better and whatnot. Yeah, but you know sometimes mm. things don't go your way. Dog. <laughs> and someone's I mean someone's oh, always man. always gonna be better than you. This is me playing WoW. Oh God, Whoa. Jesus Christ! <laughs> or League. But it, oh, don't even get me I started. Stopped, I on stopped League. playing League because of that. The best, the best version of League is the uninstall button. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one that isn't on your computer. Right. But um, I stopped playing League for that. Yeah, I ca- I've caught myself a few times playing, especially with friends too. Like we're playing casual games, and I just find myself just getting tilted and super salty. I'm like, oh, like it's it's not a good look. Like I, there's no need for me to get that worked up. But again. It's my like release of like yeah my bottled up like anger and whatnot because I can't take it out on my coworkers or employees yeah. or family or friends yeah, Dang, fact, yeah man. So fact. you gotta you gotta do it somewhere right yeah I feel you and then going back to what you were saying mm-hmm. about like what uh, what people are usually aware of one thing I know to I know about myself it's more self awareness is like. I overthink a lot. Mm, okay. Same. So I, exactly. So I've, I've learned to either tune out or tune into that overthinking. Mm. Like a, touching back on what Chris said, if I go to somewhere I'm not necessarily comfortable with like a area or an establishment or whatever clubs, clubs or stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, my head, I always tune into my head cause I'm always planning like contingencies and i'm going to, over, always to. always right. going over multiple situations of what could happen yes and what i would right. do so those are just a few things i'm nice. aware mm-hmm. of on a day-to-day what about you nikki what are some things that you are just constantly aware of or um, most aware of i should say i mean a lot of them have been said i'm always pretty aware of my skin color mm-hmm. um and, and i mean i was aware of it before but uh i don't know when i when i moved overseas for a bit it was like a whole other ball game you know like because mm-hmm. i mean, here in the states it's like wow i'm the only black person in this room right now that's kind of weird and then <laughs> um you you get to like asia and you're like wow i'm the only black person in this room right now and everybody wants to talk to me <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> and then it's like Oh man, this is this is a whole whole other level, man. Um, you know, I have weird moments where <laughs> I am keenly aware that I'm short, and I and I know that mm. sounds super dumb, but it, it's like okay, like understand for me in my day-to-day life if it doesn't affect me until it does you know (laughs) you know so it's like um i live in this household with like my husband who's tall and my friends who are tall and so they put things on top of the fridge all the time um because you know storage space but i literally can't see what's up there unless it's a box of cereal and so mm. they'll say oh yeah you know it's it's on the fr- it's on top of the fridge and i'm like uh i i, I mean can you get it for me? And, then, and then it's like weird because you know i have to like move up my seat in the car it's things like that and i know it sounds very petty but at times it makes nah, me feel right mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah 
like I, I might work with a kid like there are moments where I like I might work with like a five-year-old who's like Miss Nikki can you get that off the shelf and I'm like no nah you know? <laughs> <laughs> nah you don't need to play with that either we need an adult you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm like aware of my height a lot of time. Um, I recently went natural with my hair. I relaxed my hair for years. Mm. And I mean, I'm sure, um, you know, you guys have heard stories within communities and families about like the hot comb, you know, Man, like oh, yeah. comb black woman's worst used. enemy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I had that a lot when I was a kid. So I've always had my hair in some variation of straight. And then uh, there was a point when I was overseas where uh, literally everyone I knew like Russian people. And it was so weird because I met a black Russian um, mm. and he was like, what is your hair straight? You know? And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, does it grow this way? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And I just, I, I style it. This is how, this is how I wear it. He's like, is this like American girl thing? And I'm just like, kind of, you know, like, <laughs> Good. Um, but, and then I, you know, you meet people who are actually from like, Kenya and Guyana and these places and they wear their hair natural and so you have to constantly explain why you're damaging your hair just to straighten it and then there was a moment where I was like why am I damaging my hair to straighten this Uh, so I did the big chop Mm. I cut it all off off and I started fresh and so now I'm growing I'm natural I've been natural for two years but in the context of like my whole life like thirty, like twenty nine years of like straightened hair, and then two years natural. I'm constantly aware of my hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I always feel like it looks not like how it's supposed to. Like I see other people's afros, and I'm like, oh, why doesn't mine look like that? You know, <laughs> it sounds very weird and very vain, but no, I mean, it doesn't, it's, man. It's, I feel you. I, I, I'm just like very aware of it. Um, so I've been trying to ease into it by like wearing different up styles and things to try to keep my focus off of it, but it, it never works. Um, it's getting better. It's getting better though. There will be a day where I won't even notice it. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think of like, I mean, most of the things that you guys have said, Oh, money. Oh I, I, yeah. I am very very keenly aware of money i'm a very big like penny counter like if i'm going to like buy something in target i'll literally look at the price and i'm like this is two hours of work for me (laughs) (laughs) i see that top and i'm like twenty dollars that's literally two hours of of actual effort afford uh, afford this this top and then i have to like i talk myself out of it Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? When the need comes for clothes, when everything I have is is like really torn apart and I'm looking like little orphan Annie, that is when I go clothes shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm always very I'm always very keenly aware of money, but I'm starting to to suspect that that is a very um uh I don't know. It's a very American sensation. Mm, And and I say that because I'm like, when I was overseas, I didn't worry about it. (laughs) You know, and there are a lot of people who are like, I mean, I, they travel for different reasons, but in general, almost 
everyone I knew was like, I mean, I make enough money where I live a pretty decent life. Like, I don't think about money on that level. I just live my life. Sure, there's things I save for, but I'm not out here trying to be like, oh, my friends want to go out to TGI Fridays this uh, this weekend and I got paid and right, man, right, right. do I eat? <laughs> <You know? laughs> do I eat? Do I just order? Or do I just go to order a glass of water, some lemons and some free sugar? A couple know? sauces here you and know? there. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and then you're like, oh, well, you know, I can pre-party in the parking lot and then I can yeah. go into TGI Fridays already a little drunk and then you know be the classy person and wear a big hat and uh, smoke like <laughs> a cigar and order one drink because that's what I can afford um, so yeah, I've been there yeah, I feel that money mm. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't I don't know I want to know if anyone else does this like mm. it's a habit I've I've picked up that I've made for myself mm. I mean, whenever I purchase anything, and I mean anything, it could be like a stick of gum or mm. a brand new car. Mm. I always pull up all my bank accounts and look at my my balances. Yeah, sure, yes. yes. sure. As like you should. No, like no matter what, I'm like, all right. As you should. Is it worth it? Should I? Is this? I know I planned this for months. But did I actually plan that? Exactly. You start, <laughs> you, start really th- you start rethinking it and then you try to like convince yourself, don't do it. And then and then on the other side, you're like, oh no, you have to get it. You have to get it. I think this yeah. was I think this was ingrained to us when we were like broke college kids. Bro, listen, we, 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 we had to make sure we were trying to get some chips and we're just like, okay. If I chips like, and a drink or probably in debt forever with college oh what are my options like, <laughs> that's, that's what it feels that's like exactly I, it <laughs> yeah, man i do you me. know what it is you're trying to make peace with the money you're about to lose exactly yes. like, like she yeah. said it was like those hours of work you know yeah you know how hard you worked for that yeah. you know it ain't going anywhere like yeah, yeah, yeah. It back. Mm-hmm. and you think about when you're gonna get that money back yeah like i get paid yeah. on this day if i spend it now how am i am exactly. i gonna be able to get to the week yep. the mm. so <laughs> It's cap. It's 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 an American thing. Yeah, for sure. It's an American thing because we live super 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 duper capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And that was actually uh, in my. Um, yeah, I'm glad y'all said that because I want to go ahead and just skip the next two sections because they actually ended up uh, covering a lot of the points where. Well, actually, sorry. Let me go first. It, let me go and say my things. I'm aware yeah, of. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get through that. So, sorry, Nikki. Were you done? Apologies. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I'm done. Okay. Um. Yeah, because we we. I agree with um you actually ended up taking off several of my points yeah. um so thank y'all um nice i'm the glad first, you were aware of that right <laughs> i see what you did i like that i like that i'll show uh, myself <laughs> nah, nah. and this is why we brought victor back so on him, bro. for these moments right he's why golden nuggets got him, bro. Why that and him saying bang bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. First one I wanted to mention, even though you said it actually, is actually height. Um, I'm 6'3". Oh. Six, six, that's neat and that's great. And society says it's fantastic. But like also, I remember seeing a meme picture of like the females basketball team next to like the Korea basketball team. And it was like a three foot difference on average through the whole thing. And like from that point, like not that, from that point on, but like even before that, I've been seeing basketball stars and then like the the first famous like even like the globe trotters like famous black uh black basketball players versus like the white basketball players and like how size became such an important thing and like because of that it then became 
permeated throughout our culture that size and height was such an important thing Mm -hmm. and our physical bodies was integral to always be highly aware of and literally daily had to be aware of the fact that I am literally viewing things on like a like upper dimension or something not like it's a dimension but like like Nikki said if something is placed at a certain level she literally cannot see certain things Mm. if certain things are placed in a cabinet I physically I'm unable to see them certain times. Mm. So like, like that matters, you know, like she says, it doesn't matter until it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it does interact with you and things aren't, and you, and you aren't aware of things because of this factor, mm. you know? So like we have to be aware of height because it does matter, yeah. you know? And like, I, I try to actively be aware of it because I know that like, because I know I am taller technically than average on average, more people and more things are constructed for people of lesser height. Mm. Like in right. just in reality. Like showers. Yeah, like showers. Like, bro, no shower <laughs> is actually really friendly no to me. Six, three showers. Yeah, ain't no else around here. Like, it best believe they like tickle my shoulders or I have to break my neck in order to get my head <laughs> under the nozzle. Like, that's just how it'd be. Okay. But unless it comes from down, down from the ceiling. Exactly. So, one of those. Exactly. So you get like one of the custom made showers yeah, yeah, or not. Yeah. Um, but definitely height, um, hair, uh, definitely with this hole behind, uh, oh, your like mini fro looking stupid, by the way, that thing looks great. Bro, I, I gotta shape it up. It's okay. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get a haircut. Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's fire. I love it. I'm so happy bro. for it as well. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm, I'm loving the natural and like, I haven't really grown an afro. I'd, like had the chance to ever before. Um, but now with the, with the whole like movement recently, like, ah, the naturalness has been mm. feeling quite wholesome and. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. I'm One could say. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I apologize. Um, beyond that, um, my mouth, as weird as that sounds, but I guess it kind of goes into like tone and like how you react to people. Like no matter what, like I, I, when I react, my mouth reacts with me a lot. <laughs> it does. So like no matter what, I have, so be aware, I have to be aware of it because if someone's like, "Hey, man, do you want to?" washed like dishes or a car or any form of something that you weren't planning on doing and, like, com- and i'm like i swear to god i'm trying not to show and i'm mildly annoyed you're but not my, good at it but my mouth is like you feed i'm like why stop it like no and it dooms me and so i'm like okay yeah. so I, i've i've been trying to be more aware of that, that habit that i've built up over yeah. time to react with my mouth and uh yeah what do they call it? you wear your feelings on your sleeve or something yeah heart on your sleeve and like exactly you know like everyone knows how i'm feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> when they see me they're like oh something's off about him or oh yeah, he's yeah. happy or oh hey he's probably not yeah. feeling like they instantly you can tell you I, cannot you can't i can't, can't hide it I, for I anything i have a friend who calls it a loud face Mm. Oh. I'm gonna start oh, using that. Very loud face. Like. Yo, tell him thank you. I'm gonna start using that because honestly, that's the truth. Face. Bro, thank you. Yeah. I feel that on every level, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, language and again, just goes in a tone where people speak different languages. People have heard and listened and learned different languages through time. Crest knows different languages. Victor knows different mm-hmm. languages. I know English and slightly have heard some words in other languages. Turkish. Uh, <laughs> and Turkish. You're pretty good with Turkish. I'm, I'm actually proud of the Turkish. Pretty um, good. So, um, shoot, Nikki knows Chinese. Like, language matters and learning different languages really matters and I, I wish that it was taught more in school, which goes to my next point. Education levels of people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the fact that blind spots in education is far greater than people think it is. Hmm. Like we said earlier, bro, I am so happy to say I don't know if someone asks me a question. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know why that? No, I do not. Please teach me if you know. Like, If you know, please teach me or let's Google it right now. Yeah, thanks. We have the technology to literally learn right now whatever we have a question about. Like right right now, just anything. On, in the, why did that company choose to make this cup red? Mm. I have no idea. We can Google it and they will literally have a video on why it happened. Like mm-hmm. we could do that on anything. And so um, I guess also, you know, like Nikki, working with kids where, you know, you have to care about the education, how they are nurtured and how nature affects them as well, whether it's family or the people around them and how education over time affects people and what they would know, should know, don't know, want to know what they're ignorant about. You know, those things really matter. Um, What else? Um, Oh, and sound actually. Uh, I've been going through like this whole thing lately where I just really appreciate that I have senses. Why? Because I could like, I, yes, I can imagine but I can't fully ever, ever fathom a life without sight or even needing to wear glasses. I can't count how many friends I have that actually all wear glasses, bro. Like a, a majority of feel of my friends actually wear glasses and like, I have never needed them. You want to hear some, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Hear something weird. Yeah. For a long time, I've been training myself to be blind. What? And the, I, <laughs> Explain. It's like, no, no, well, I, I understand. Yeah. In my house. Like whenever mm-hmm. I like maybe I have to like go pee or something, mm-hmm. don't turn on any lights. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. feel my way around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel yeah. my way or I'll guess like where the space is. Exactly. And trying not to hit anything. Yeah, trying to get into good. muscle memory. You yeah. have to, dude. You gotta get into muscle memory. That's true. So I've been doing that for a long mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. I've been low key training myself to be blind. Oh, t- I feel you, dude. Like on that same train of thought. Like I like in realizing like I being aware of my senses more. Appreciation for my senses more. You know, it is important to train them because best believe I was outside like helping garden and like I bent down to do something and I was two inches away from impaling my eye on a branch on a stick that was like because it was pointed at me, the perspective I was looking at from like I couldn't tell that was way closer to my eye than I thought. And so like I I picked up something on the ground, I looked to my right, and the branch was inches from my eyeball. And I straight up could have like impaled my eye, be blind forever, and like my dominant eye and Inches away. Yeah. When we were in Saber Team in oh, ROTC, <laughs> I literally was like, present arms, pulled the sword up and literally stabbed myself at two centimeters to the right of my eye oh, with a sword. God. Okay. Oh my God. And like was bleeding. And they're like, bro, what? you are bleeding. What the f- was going on? And I was like, I swear we're good. It's okay. You're bleeding. Are, are you blind? And I was like, no, no, it's okay. It's right next to my eye. But God, best believe crazy. again, like I felt the mortality. You know, yeah. and so like, yeah. and like with sound, same thing. Like, just there are people who are deaf. Okay, I, I know that sound is really great because it's kind of everything that we do in existence, basically. And these are just things I, I keep trying to be aware of. And so, um, ah, sorry. So, concluding that little segment of just things we are trying to be aware of, um, I guess the next main thing I really want to ask you guys is when do you think you became aware of the world? And in doing that, I want to break it down to like some subsections, but Mm. like race, class, um, suffering outside of your bubble, even if you yourself are going through suffering, even if you yourself understand the suffering around you, feeling that there is suffering outside of that even still. 
What about government power where government's hands are really intertwined? I know I didn't ever think about that in high school, really. Right. You know, I thought about college. That's about it. But even then, I didn't really think about the government in college. You know, um, what about nature? When did you really become aware, I guess, of interacting with nature, not just playing in nature, mm-hmm. but really interacting with nature? And then what about space and time? When did you become aware of the exploration of humanity into comprehending space and time. What's the first one? So yeah, let's go back to that race. When do you think you became aware of, and like, I feel, I guess, hell obvious for black people, but like, when did you really become aware of it? What triggered it to have to be something you have to always be aware of? I'll tell you when I became aware that our history wasn't being told correctly. It was in college. And it was, um, we had a, a little racial issue and uh, someone drew uh, a hangman in a in one of the classrooms, and then yeah. put the N word next to it. So, oh, wow. that's great! <laughs> so you knew what oh, the implication wow. was. Yeah, wow. and this was this was like a couple years ago when I was in college. I'm like, yeah, we still doing this? We still doing this, y'all? Really? Like, Come on, bro. Yeah, but and we had a black president at the time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took responsibility. <laughs> I guess. He took responsibility, but the, like a lot of students were like marching. Yeah, man. And like, yeah. like they held like a pretty decent march. Wow. There's a, a lot of black. I'd be marching, students, but it was like a more of a white school because Fort Myers kind of like a white area ish. Yeah, but um, like a lot of old white people live there. But yeah, that was the first time because then I went and looked some stuff up, and I'm like, he ain't tell me this and. Social studies. Mm, I feel. I feel. I mean, I ain't seen this in geography. Yeah, I ain't seen this in history. I feel you on that. And so it really hit me, like, yo, they really didn't tell us shit. <laughs> like, you yeah. really got to learn. Like, they really tried to bury most of the history. Most of the history. Most yeah. of African black people's history. Yeah. And then just tried to center it around slavery. Hmm. There's so much more. Yeah. There's so much more. That's when I really became aware of, of race like, and like race. Yeah, man. I became like pro, 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 pro black, <laughs> like super duper black. And this, I'm not just talking about my skin either. Like pro black in the mindset, pro black in, in business. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. Pro black in art, everything. Blackity black black. Exactly. No, dude, yo, I I understand that. And yeah. um I'll say like that that um I I gotta give immeasurable amounts of props to my dad because like he, like he is like full on black American, like oh, that's, whole that's, ancestral no. tree black American, while like my mom's side is like Jamaican American. Yeah, yeah. And well she is Jamaican American and yeah. everyone else beside her yeah, is literally Jamaican. Jamaican yeah. um, but like, thanks to my dad, like he, he had grandparents who were actively within like the fight and struggle. And mm. so they kept him knowledgeable about the situation. He kept me knowledgeable about the situation and everyone else in the family knowledgeable about the situation. And, you know, I, I there's, you know, shows and whatnot where there'll be jokes about, you know, uh, the parents or grandparents who are always talking about the civil rights and movements of the past. And I'm like, no, you don't understand because our country does everything in their power to make it seem like the struggles are over mm. and like it is something in the past. But the issue is the struggles are still going on. They see that the struggles are still going on. And like, that is why the conversation still need to happen. You know, race. I, I will say that I've been talked about it all of my childhood, but I 
really had it affect me in elementary school in I think third or fourth grade when um his kid name I think uh, I think it was Hunter I think but like it he would be a I kid think name. I stop stop because I don't I don't <laughs> hate all hunters it's not an anti hunter thing <laughs> at all it would be some motherfucking name but something I'm, that he's not I'm supposed very to be. sure that this is what he was named and um. <laughs> Like, no, nah, yeah, he called me a nigger. And I was just like, oh, okay. Could name that nigga Woodsman. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Woodsman. <laughs> um, but like, like that happens. And like when that occurs, you realize that you have to be aware of it because it could be anyone. Mm-hmm. It's like the second it happens, you just realize that it can be anyone and, and it can be anyone of any age. Mm-hmm. That's what really, yeah. I guess, impacted me and was just instantly, okay, race is a thing that will always matter forever till the day I die. Mm-hmm. Good. I understand now. This is not just something that my parents were always talking about randomly and trying to prepare me for. They correctly were talking to me about it all the time right. and correctly prepared me for it to happen. Mm. I was then prepared for it to happen. Mm. You know, so um, definitely like elementary school was uh, my introduction, I guess, <laughs> into de- de- definitively <laughs> knowing that race is a thing. Yeah. What about you, Victor or Nikki? Uh, Victor can go first. Sure, sure. Um, I can definitely tell you when I was uh, man uh, shown to be aware of uh, race. Uh, again, it would be in like first or elementary school or first grade. I don't remember. Um, mainly because I was I started school in the Philippines mm. in like a small town, so everyone looked like each other. <laughs> it was all Filipinos. Yeah, man. all Filipino kids, Filipino teachers, all that. I'm pretty sure this was uh, kindergarten. Yeah. And then when I finally came to the States, uh, specifically here in South Florida. Oh, man. First day of first grade, I showed up and I'm like, these people don't look like me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was so, uh, well, when I, it wasn't even first grade in general. When I first arrived in Florida. True. Like in the airports, I'm like, who are, what what is this? (laughs) As a kid, you were like, like, awestruck you're like wow there's there's people that look different this is oh man that man. don't look like me that's incredible <laughs> not me <laughs> <laughs> exactly so that was uh, surface level i was uh exposed mm. to the difference of races in the that like it is a fact like it it's is just a fact, it's a yes. thing yeah yes yes Dang. Not everyone's Filipino. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. I thought I was Filipino. <laughs> bro, I ain't gonna lie, bro. IB was the. That was just a wild freaking mix. Yo, you talk on that because like, we, we were both in IB, so I mean, we were both there where it was just a wild mix of cultures and races. Yeah, no, there was a good mix was. of cultures. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I wonder how VJ's doing. The man's living his best life, bro. I, I, I see I see him update his Facebooks and stuff. Really? I'm like, oh, damn, do it, bro. Like, <laughs> the man had a hard time in high school, but he's living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Nikki? Um, when do you think was the first time you definitely uh, kind of realized race was a factor, like no matter what? <laughs> um. Yeah. So I was also in elementary school. I was the only black kid in my in my class, and it was never a thing like we all got along our parents for the most part got along you know you had one or two who would say something slick but I never my family our family was good about keeping me away from that kind of thing and I was very close to um you know our trainized grandparents who talked at length about that kind of thing yeah and I remember thinking for a while like 
I don't know. I'm in this class and I never really deal with this kind of stuff. I like, you know, it seems so safe. And then there was one year I got signed up for a summer camp. Mm. And uh, I went to summer programs every single summer. It was me and my little brother. And we would go to these summer programs. And I loved summer camp. Like that was prime time for me. We went on field trips and had so much fun. And I always made new friends. And I went to talk to this one girl who played with a cousin of a friend of mine. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, you know, this is going to be great. The three of us can be the three amigo, amigos. It's going to be perfect. And I asked to borrow her crayons. And I was in, I remember I was in fourth grade. She was in third. I asked to borrow her crayons for us to do some drawing. And she literally swept them away from me. Oof. And I asked her why she took them. And she said, um, my daddy said I'm not allowed to share my crayons with niggers. Oof. Oh, she oh. and I oh. was like, uh, okay. and I realized and it, and it didn't even hit me. Nothing hit me until it clicked in that moment that like every day after summer camp, because we played together just fine until that day, yep. her dad would come <clears throat> and pick her up and sweep her away and glare at me. Um, and oh. it was just like the rest of the summer. I was just sick to my stomach every time I saw her because I was like, oh my gosh. You know what's like, happening. She hangs out with this girl who I also hang out with, and but I don't want to see this girl. Yeah. And I mean, you could tell that she um, was a little conflicted because she would want to spend time with me, but then as it got closer to time for her dad to pick her up, she just would like pack together all of her stuff and then you know, just kind yeah, of like whatever her father would tell her, you know, and, and I mean, she would just always kind of come to me and be like, my dad says this about black people, but you're not like that. And then mm. I had to, I remember being in fifth grade being like, black people aren't like that. Your dad's just a racist. <laughs> you know? and, and I got in trouble with one of the counselors because they hired college students and we have Step University, which is a very prestigious school. So you know what that looks like. And yeah. uh, so, you know, we had one of the counselors was like, whoa, 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 you can't call people, you know, racist. That's not nice. And I'm like, racism isn't nice either. Like, I remember <laughs> They called my grandparents over it. Um, and I remember my grandma came out and she was furious. Mm. Furious. Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness. You know, she's a, she oh, was yeah. a very tall woman. She towered over everyone. Yeah, bro, I swear she, she's like 6'4", bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. She was she like 6'4", 6'5". Mm -hmm. and, and she ended up Man. like really chewing the staff out. And then, Good. you know, they had a talk with like the girl's dad and she stopped coming and mm -hmm. It was a whole thing, but it made me very keenly aware of how how big these things get. And, you know, that was my first time using the R word that people get so mad about. Like, oh, yeah. Oh my God, she said racist. Yeah. You can't say that. You know, and it's oh, like, yeah. I'm. I call a spade a spade. Talk, come on. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. You know, if yeah. you come out clean. and say that kind of thing, you're a racist. Doesn't matter. Yeah, this <laughs> you is know, what you are, bro. I'm sorry. If you are nice to other people, you could cure cancer. You're still a racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're a racist who cured cancer. I'm not sure why. Yeah. 
there's this kind of like weird, like, oh my gosh, you can't call someone that because then that's all they'll be. No, no. That's not true. You know, tons of racists play golf. They're racist golfers. It's a a flexible word. You know, you can play for a lot of things. You are a racist person. See, that that works as well. It's okay. You just be that. So, yeah, that was really the first moment that I was like very aware of it. And I remember just being like, oh, my God. And then I told my friends at school and they were like, oh, that's terrible. I tell you, some white people, and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) girl, we need to talk. (laughs) You know, like for shame, for you know, I'm pretty sure like someone in your family has said it. That's probably why I'm not allowed to go to your house. Mm, (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Dog. Dang. Uh, Wow. This is why I said. (laughs) This is why I said children are enormous responsibility. Not everybody need kids. No, no, yeah, no, no. They're not ready no, to. No, no. Oh, my goodness. They don't have the right set of knowledge to nah, be teaching these children. Nah, not everybody should have kids, bro. No, absolutely not. Dog. Remember, uh, on to the next one. Oh, quick, sorry, go ahead. Quick. Remember how the IQ yesterday, uh, last episode was like things that are legal. Yeah, that legal now, not legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to pass like a harsh exam to have having children. kids, <laughs> yeah. like a full like knowledge, yeah. full knowledge and psychological exam. Having kids going to be regu- come on, uh, uh, regulated. Yeah, come on, because the population is going to get too high. I could see that. I so really, I really could see that. Yeah, they're going to relegate you to two kids, maybe, maybe yeah. one, and you got to have a good smart kid to help move the future forward. You got to be a smarter person yeah. yourself. You gotta I, take some tests. You I, gotta, you but, mean? I can but see. Here, yeah, this is probably why it's important for us to just teach people you don't have to have kids. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, you stop shaming. You guys know that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a requirement of life. It's not a requirement. Not a stop requirement shaming in your life at any point. When are you gonna like, have if kids? You're, when if you pull out game this week, use a condom. Jeez. <laughs> if you like, there's there's birth control methods out there, guys. Yeah, yeah we got the science. Say, like for real, don't if, have to do this. <laughs> like education on contraceptives is so important. Like if yeah. you can't even pull out of a driveway, you need to be using a condom. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need more male contraceptives. Uh, but I agree. We need tons I agree. more. I think um, there's a solid argument that someone could say that, like, not that the contraceptive game was made for the wrong gender first, but like g- guys are able to get a girl pregnant every hour on the hour. <laughs> like that's a fact. Like a guy can oh. literally, like a guy can get a girl pregnant. Go down the street, get another girl pregnant. Go down the street. like he can do that. A girl mm, yeah. cannot do that. Mm, it's no. physically impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems to me like the the one who can do it endlessly should be the one who has a limit placed on them. But I mean, hey, that conversation you know stems back from like long, long, long time, long, long time. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's a that's a big conversation. Yeah, another day. Yeah. Um, onto the other things when you became aware of. I'm going to kind of combine three of them actually because I think they actually really kind of go hand in hand. When did you? Class suffering outside of your bubble and then government influence. And I feel like all three of those kind of really just kind of go into it. When did you kind of feel that class mattered? I remember. Um, I remember discussion. Well, it's like a lesson. I remember having a discussion with my mother when I again, this was like in elementary school. 
where I would have friends who were, you know, well off or mm-hmm. more more comfortable living than us. Because when we when we first came to the U.S., uh, me me and my mother, um, again, we didn't have anything. Very, I like poor, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like we had, she had. My mother had to work, like literally work her ass off yeah, just to get to where we are right now. And one day I came home, and I'm like, I forget what it was specifically. But I'm like, Mom, everyone, all my friends have this. Why can I get it too? And she's like, Sorry, we can't afford it. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Blah. I'm like, and then uh, you know, as a kid, you're like, you're upset, and you're like, Why can't I? Have it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she sat me down, and she gave me this talk of like, Listen. Not a, <laughs> we we can't afford that because such and such reason X Y Z. Yeah, <laughs> and you when you go through life, you have to understand that there's certain like classes people put themselves in, whatever, mm. and that whole conversation. So that's that's I, that discussion still sticks in my mind because again, it's very very big concept to grasp when you're that young i agree so hmm. what was i aware of class hmm. i think um specifically from like the perspective of like black americans it it's so intertwined with being black you can't that, really pinpoint it yeah that mm-hmm. like specifically <laughs> black americans with acknowledging class like the the color of your skin seems like it is the class. Yes. More so than being lower class or middle class yeah. or upper class. Yeah, but you're you're you know? automatically pinned. Yeah, you're automatically to a, you're yeah. pinned to a, a stereotype yeah. typical class. Yeah. Just because yeah. of the visuals yeah. of you right. beforehand. And for, I mean for all intents and purposes I've always been poor. So not, that's not like um that's not like a bad thing. Like, I'm like, like a self, yeah, it's not I'm like not self victimization or anything. In like the grand scheme of things I'm poor. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm middle class, I'm poor still. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, to pinpoint when I was aware of class is is difficult because technically I'm I'm always aware. I just never paid attention to it. Mm. I've always been lower on the class of people, especially those um, who are the mega rich. I, I think what's a better okay. I think a better way to kind of say the question is. Uh, like, cause I, I think what you're saying is like, you always kind of had a intrinsic, like you knew where you were, Yeah, but like, I can't, I couldn't get what Hunter got. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, think, <laughs> yeah I think, I mean, I think that's really the going to be like the running theme is like, we're all aware of it. I think the big thing is like, none of us growing up were aware that being poor was supposed to necessarily be like a negative thing. Mm. Like, yeah. Let me say that. That's out. important. True. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just like, I mean, I had enough. I had a roof over my head. I had this. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Couldn't afford something. But then there's a point where someone's like, yeah, but that's bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 like well, yeah, no, no. But oh. I get that you're eating and have food and wow. like can sleep every night with your family, and you have a roof, and you haven't been stuck outside and actually homeless. But also, that's actually really bad. Yeah, you yeah be there. like what? yeah, you have what? What? What what you mean? things that provide for you and your yeah. family. 
do you have a lawn? You know? <laughs> do you have the new I'm iPhone? Maybe. Do you have a fence? Wow, they really don't care about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, wow, dude, stupid what? things. I can't believe it. You don't have the yeah. new iPhone? Your parents don't love you. Yeah, mm. I, f- I feel like a lot of um, perspective on what's necessary for life has been lost oh, thanks yeah. to our culture, you know? Like, I'll tell you right now, bro, f- like four walls, a roof, and a mat to sleep on is better than a lot of humans. Yes. Like a lot of humans, yes. man. Like, And I feel like, you know, th- thanks to just our media and how our country responds to money and like material material items, we make it seem like it is bad to not be the best. If you aren't the best, obviously you must be doing bad or you must be uncomfortable or you must not be actually finding happiness or you must not truly be connected to everyone around you if you aren't trying to be more powerful and aren't trying to have the best roof and the best four walls around you. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, yeah, no, I remember very clearly when I was still living in the Philippines as a like a toddler and a young kid. Um, and I guess this ties back to where I would always check my bank account whenever I purchase stuff. <laughs> back then, like we, me, me and my family in the Philippines lived, it was like me, my mom and dad. It was, it was a one room house. It's not mm. even one bedroom. No, no, no. Same room, yeah. This big living room is everything you got. Mm. Like there's an attachment of, there's a kitchen attachment. Yeah. And then the bathroom is attached to the kitchen. Okay. That's it. And like, Everything in the kitchen and the bathroom was stone. Like mm. nothing was furnished. Mm-hmm. So I would always, I would, I would remember, I was always think back there, and I'd be, I always say, "Wow, I'm uh, very grateful for to be here at the moment." Because yeah. back then we would just roll out like a mat on the floor yeah. for a bed. Yeah, man. We would all sleep on the same mat, mm-hmm. and then we would just put a mosquito net over us mm-hmm. just so we don't die. Yeah, or get eaten alive. <laughs> so big facts, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of experience puts a lot in perspective yeah. for sure i feel like a lot of americans have simply not actually had that perspective Mm-mm. and like because they haven't and like i'm not saying like they need to specifically go to the no, Philippines, yeah, exactly specifically have a mosquito net over you and specifically stay with a random family like no you don't need to do yeah, that but, but have the empathy to at least imagine empathy, that perspective exactly or, you know and then not be a douchebag in your, uh, in your uh, mindset I mean, okay. when you acknowledge that there are people with that, those other perspectives out there. Again, go, kind of go back to my point where I was saying uh, suffering outside of your bubble, like not that your suffering doesn't matter, but that everyone is suffering in their own way. Mm-hmm. You know, acknowledge that that's happening. And then like, like, yeah, that's there, but don't let that be like the overarching. Ah, oh, we're all suffering. We can't do anything. No, no, no. Everyone's going through their own battle. Everyone mm-hmm. still wants to have life, though. Mm-hmm. We all still want to live life and have a purpose and have happiness and have love, even while we all acknowledge that all of us are equally suffering. Mm. Like the the knowledge that we are suffering is what lets us want a future. You know, it's what mm-hmm. lets us still keep make art, still keep making art, um, still want a higher education, still want a family. We know that. You know, in order to keep going, we have to acknowledge suffering and then move past it. Mm. You know, so that, I think that's kind of also why I was really kind of curious. When did you when did you feel how wide the bubble of humanity was? You know, that's kind of what, what I was kind of getting at when I was asking, when did you feel the suffering outside of you, 
your family and just your neighborhood or just the community. Yes, there was TV talking about other places, but when did it really hit you that we are all very, very connected? Mm, I don't know. Um, do you mind if I start? Yeah, no, go for it. Uh, I want to say middle school because I had this teacher named Mrs. Sastry who was this very old jaded white woman (laughs) (laughs) and i say jaded because uh she'd been a teacher for like decades but she she taught in the states at first and i think her husband was a missionary Mm. and they ended up moving to like i don't know guam or something and they they pretty much traveled the world just going around and she would teach um she would teach english and Mm -hmm. biology and by the time she made it back to teach middle school at Southwestern, she'd been there a few years by the time I took her class. And man, she was like, she was like that, uh, that vet that seen something. We would be like, you know, taking a, taking a quiz or something. And then afterwards she would be like, you know, I taught in this one place where the children had to, you know, share one slate that they had to use like a piece of chalk on or whatever. And, and <laughs> at first everyone was like, Oh, Mrs. Sastry. Oh, uh, but I always thought it was a very <laughs> fascinating Thing. And so there was one time where she had us write a letter to an embassy of our choice. We picked a country huh. and instead of doing that whole like pick a country and then bring in a food from there and, you know, inevitably yeah, yeah, I would yeah. Africa. And then I'm like, Africa's not a country. And they're like, well, <laughs> just pick one, you know, like just pick one. you're fine. <laughs> she would, um, she assigned us countries and we had to write a letter to the embassy asking them about like the country and she gave me austria that's not bad huh. and i was like is this australia it's beautiful like you would love it there and, and she's telling me about it and i remember thinking to myself like oh wow this place seems uh seems so nice and so you know, I wrote the letter to uh, to the embassy and they sent back a whole care package because Austria, like literally mm. it was a, like everyone else got a letter, but they sent back a box. They sent me candies Yo, that's a, what's up. A for a book about Austria and things like that. And this sounds like it, it doesn't relate, but it does, because I remember Mrs. Astry sitting me down afterwards and saying, you know, you know, now that you know about Austria, do you think you'd want to go there? And I said, yeah, this place seems amazing. Like the people there are so nice. They gave me all this stuff. And she was like, you know, there aren't a lot of black people in Austria. I think it would be a really good trip for you. And I was like, um, okay. And she stopped and she was like, I'm saying that because one of the most important things you can give a kid in any country is a dream that they didn't know they had. Mm -hmm. Strong. Wow. And and so that was like her thing where she just was like, I mean, for a lot of kids, they want to go to America the same way you want to go to Austria. Mm. And that made it very real for me like that, like that. Now I had a feeling to anchor that to. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah, now right. I have 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 something that's like, I want to go to Austria so badly. They have all this amazing stuff. They wrote me this amazing letter. They sent me pictures. I want to be there so badly because that life there seems so much bigger than mine. Mm. And she was like, that feeling that you have 
people have every day, excuse me, um, inside this country and outside this country for just the basics, for just being able to have a house or, you know, some can be America and have that opportunity. <laughs> and that made it so real for me that like Dang. after that, I just, I remember being very uncomfortable for like a week. Mm. Um, I still have my little care package <laughs> and, oh. and, and just like, I, I remember being uncomfortable for a week, but then afterwards, just after that being very like aware when I would see like homeless people, you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? And mm-hmm. I would, you know, or see someone like begging for change or digging in trash because it just would make me think of that feeling. Mm. And, you know, it just kind of grew as I became an adult and I got older and then I got to college and, you know, I, I mean, according to like modern discourse, that's where I was radicalized. <laughs> you know, like to the left where I was like, people, we could just Dangerous. share and it would be you. okay. You know, that's where the brainwashing started, you know? Uh, but yeah, that was, that was, I think a very solid moment where I can remember just being like very aware of like, Oh my gosh, like wow. there are people who are, suffering in a way that's like just my basic just my basic day to day something that you're like i don't think i'll ever have that but i would like to Mm. you know the you said austria and the first thing that came to me is the one black austria like like soccer player that i know (laughs) austria (laughs) (laughs) there's no black people i'm like man but i know this guy there's that one guy though i mean (laughs) this whole country this is the one guy I think. he plays in germany david alaba he plays in germany but he's austrian yay and i know a spanish austrian did too so i guess they got a little more culture since you get since you since you wrote there yeah yeah since, yeah since you wrote so. changed the game i will say that um i think i really first actually realized the struggle outside of my bubble um well at least it hit me i should say because like it, it whoo Sorry to keep going back to you all, but uh, America, but as a black person in America, America. you know, it's almost a default to feel connected with every black person around you and feel that we are all going through the same struggle. So because it was the default, it didn't actually hit me what was outside of that struggle that I already felt encompassed all of America, you know? So like, like, even though I was like the bubble of the black struggle, I felt filled America. Thus, I felt like no matter where I was in America, I'd feel the same struggle. So that was kind of like just the passive way I was thinking about it. But I never really, I, I guess I never gave it as much thought until I got to high school and until I was in RTC. Mm. And um, I was really kind of inspired by like Colonel, um, Sergeant Major, mm-hmm. Toronto, like goats, literally first sergeant. Yeah. First sergeant, like, you know, dealing with them and hearing and understanding their experiences from abroad basically yeah and not just thinking of them based on like the military channel basically or like the hype that i see them in their just their pictures like they really like dude lieutenant colonel like he would really talk to you about like yeah man this is what's like traveling this is what's like living here and there and there this is what's like being with other people and like he wanted you to learn and understand without question how many he changed my life without question dude without question Mm -hmm. just how many other perspectives and people were out there and why it was so important to understand and hear and see the other perspectives um in learning leadership period like as a as a trait you have to learn tact. You have to mm. acknowledge that there are ways to talk to people mm-hmm. because they're going through their own perspectives. If you do not have tact, you cannot be an effective leader because you're not acknowledging that they have perspectives 
that will be affected by how you are talking to them and how you are delivering information to them. And so I guess, um, not I guess, I know <laughs> that having those deeper thoughts on the subject, thanks to ROTC, thanks to the Colonel, th- just thanks to those new personalities, um, kind of unlocked, I guess, and ensured my acknowledgement of other people's struggle, mm-hmm. even beyond just the black struggle that I, I, ha- I, like I needed to be taught that, but even beyond just being black, there are still struggles that our class face, that males and females face, that um, people who aren't black face that are from other countries, like they're going to face the same goddamn things being in this country. Um, people who are literally from India or who are Native American and called Indian still mm. like <laughs> these issues, mm. racism and prejudices and stereotypes are still just as impactful to everyone else. And you have to acknowledge that those things are there. Otherwise you won't be able to talk to them effectively facts. about these things. Super facts. So I think that's just really when it hit me was yeah, high school and being an RTC being forced to deal with other perspectives or not being able to be an effective leader, mm. you know? Okay. Deal. Do you want to touch on influence real quick since we're um, running out of time? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, I'd like to. Um, so let's get into influence on that. When, you know, when it comes to awareness, of course you can always be aware of the things around you. Um, but I think when it comes to influence, um, that right. definitely has to do with, I guess, uh, being aware of other people being aware of you, mm, you know, exactly. so let's go with the dictionary definition, basically, but basically the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something. So the being able to impact something basically, and, you know, acknowledging that you existing is impacting things around you. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think, uh, the people in social media, you know, the, influencers mm. are you guys influenced by them at all because <laughs> to me um, to me they're kind of say a little bit yes <laughs> mm, interesting because i well even then to me they're just like they're, they're like digital advertisements to me what? not necessarily i don't think they influence anything i think this is giving things and they advertise because they have a lot of people following i have a thought them. on that but i want to hear what nikki wants to say first hold on go for it uh, no, I mean, only because, listen, a lot of the people that I follow are like plus size chicks who have real dope fashion, mm. right? And girls who like to do makeup, but like special effects makeup. Mm. And so as someone who is terrible when it comes to dressing myself, like given a chance you know, I will dress myself like Mrs. Frizzle, which sounds really <laughs> charming and very, very cute, but it's very impractical for when I have to go to job interviews. <laughs> um, you know, and so, you know, like I would just be like in Victorian dresses, just like walking around, like haunting the world every day yeah, if cloaks. left to my own devices. Mm. Yeah, like long cloaks and cloak, things like yeah. that. So when I need to dress like a normal person. Um, women who have similar body types to me, who know how to put themselves like. Oh, man, down. I didn't do it. Hello. We lost y'all. We lost Nikki. Sadness. Oh, there she is. Hey, for the third or fourth time, we have to like pause. Oh my lord, y'all listen. This uh, this podcast was a struggle, man. I ain't gonna lie. And it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been a struggle. It should have been like the, one of the easier ones. Yeah. But uh, we started early. Like, what the fuck? Oh my man? God, there's video now. Hey. No, no, there's no oh, video. Yeah, she ain't trying to get seen. I, I feel you, though. 
Hey, I'm here. All right, we can keep going. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I was I'm about so to leave without you. <laughs> no worries. No worries. No worries. No worries. We, we live out here. All right. Um, I forgot. She was. She was the one that was talking. Yeah. But I guess in uh, terms of uh, well, hold on. Trey had a little, had a theory that he wanted to. Um. Well, it was about uh, influence, and it was just about what does influence mean. Right. Um, and about how has influence manifested in the past? How have you influenced the situation? And it really felt like, you know, your hand being involved is really what helped the situation be achieved. Interesting. You know? Oh, yeah. I got one for you. Uh, this is a good story. I always try to tell, tell just to know that people know I'm a hero. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, we were at RTC. It was a mm. we had a meet in Atlantic. It was at Atlantic, mm-hmm. and I wasn't on the. I, was I on the? I wasn't on the Raider team. Mm. I don't think it, it wasn't like a big meet, but it's like one of our regular meets. Uh, so I wasn't on the Raider team that that um for that meet. Mm. But so I was like on standby. I still came. I still had to wake up at like five a.m. and go. So I was on standby then, and then like uh, a team from South Fork, not South Fork. I fucking hate South Fork. Mm-hmm. Um, Seminole Ridge. Mm. Seminole Ridge team came, and as they're going through the uh, uh, the obstacles, they land in a rope bridge. Uh, I know this story, and I love it. Right? It's adorable and wholesome. Guess what? Nobody knew how to fucking tie the rope bridge. Oh, no. Nobody knew how to tie the rope bridge, and they're like, can anybody help these people tie the rope bridge? <laughs> and since I was an extra, I was there. Help the I whole team. Tie. Whole I tied team. near side and far side. I taught them how to pull and like bring it around so I could tie it. Mm-hmm. And then got on the knee, helped everybody yes, on. dude. And off the rope bridge. Go too clean. And then I untied the rope bridge because you have to untie it to make the time. Of course. Untied the rope bridge, brought everything back. <laughs> Clear time. And I'm like, and they were like the most, they were so happy. Dude. Like after, I think I, I finished the whole obstacle thing with them. <laughs> yeah. I finished everything with them. And they were so happy. Like whenever we went to any other meet, they'd be oh, like, bro. yo, it's, it's so-and-so. Like, the yo, like, yo, what's good, my mans? <laughs> I always have a good relationship with Seminole Ridge Raiders because there, that's when I had, that was a huge influence because I was doing everything. <laughs> no one knew how to do it. They came to a meet not I knowing not how, know to how to do the road bridge. How, Sway? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's rough. Oh, my God. That's crazy. But I did the entire road bridge, but I'll never forget that time. I've always had a good relationship with them. So whenever they saw me, they always, I don't know. I forgot what they called me. Might have been by my last name. I mean, that's usually how it goes. Probably is. Yeah, right. It might have been by my last name. Escape. Yeah. But it was. Nice, man. That was the one time I can remember I specifically directly influenced something. Directly influenced. That's good, man. What about you, Victor? Like when when you have directly, yeah, when directly had a hand in influence something and it, you know, I should say, hopefully turned out for the better. Might be for the worse. Maybe that's something you want to tell, but hopefully for the better. (laughs) Well, I, um. There's uh, actually recent examples because uh, the position I hold at work, uh, specifically like the new spinoff company, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of decisions, um, final decisions mm. are weighed off of my word and like what I think would be the best for the company. Like, for example, nice. uh, like 
this was last week over the weekend i was working on so many spreadsheets it was <laughs> it was mainly because uh i needed to go over and like approve and finalize like how our budget was going to look like for marketing per se mm-hmm. and again they everyone sought my uh opinion well not opinion but my decision criti- criticism mm. and final decision based on that matter so i think mm. my influence there was definitely nice. definitely move that along mm. nice man that's awesome Man, that boy had influence. Very dope. My bad. <laughs> My story is, sucks in comparison. No, no it doesn't. No, it does. Trust That's me. It. Yours bro. is more exciting. Dude, I'm nah. over here talking about fucking Excel worksheets yeah, and shit, bro. Yeah, no, no. Nah, but in the grand scheme fine. of things. You had a whole Shonen anime, bro. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Calm down. You had a whole, real. I was whole running episode, like Naruto. Like, yeah, no, on, you, were, you, were the, you, were, you were their Kakashi. That's bro. what I'm saying, bro. That's integral Come to like those kids' childhoods and like I wonder if any of those kids ever remember that they, they would remember that. Don't worry. Oh, absolutely. Like they you, remembered you every single meet. You that's what I'm saying, afterwards. Like yeah. if you, I, I guarantee you, man. There's so many people from RTC where like you did go through experiences. Like I, I know I there RTC. are countless color guards that we did where yeah. I really do remember the squads that we did the color guard with. I remember mm-hmm. doing them. I remember Saber Team. Mm-hmm. I remember the <laughs> us struggling to get events for Saber, Saber team, team because yeah. they were like, eh, we don't really need a Saber Team. We're like, yeah. yes, we do. <laughs> we, do we 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 can style here here and here this is when we need to be doing it because saber team's awesome but exhibition you know exhibition team yeah. like dude like we had to like fight to get those teams because like mm-hmm. we didn't have them for like years so like yeah, we, true. we really had to fight to get Damn. those teams back man. put in work that's what Dog, a lot of work bro and i hate to see other kids thrive off my shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so mad yeah. bro <laughs> I'm so mad. Well, dude, it was our year that got the uh, the new um, yeah, dude. Class yeah, A's, our, class A's, our class put in a lot of put work, a lot of work, lot of work and then we didn't get any of the new clothing. Oh, that's segments. true. But it's fine. We love y'all. Like the freaking the training thing in the back was updated. Oh, dude, they have an entire obstacle course a in whole back obstacle now. course. It's beautiful. What? Yo, we gotta take it back to you, Carl. Dude, there's an entire what is, what is this? Entire uh, obstacle course. What? It's beautiful. It's ridiculous. It's beautiful. I ain't gonna lie. Eating off my back. Snicky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, your girl. What you got? Something where um you, you felt that influence where you had a hand in it, and it was like a, a big. Actually, I think I remember. Shoot, I remember an event specifically, but an event that you you really had a hand in, and it turned out really great in the end. Oh, uh, ooh, there's a couple of them that I'm particularly proud of, mm-hmm. and a, a few more that I'm not. Um, <laughs> hang on, just a second. We're I'm gonna I'm gonna you're gonna hear something very quickly. Can we pause for a second? Because <laughs> I'm going outside. Really okay, fast. go ahead. I'm not pausing. I just turned her down. <laughs> you rebellious son of a gun. But I don't know when she's gonna come back. So I mean. Her- She's She's okay. Yeah, you're good. All right. I'm so sorry for the noise. It's because it's dinner time. So I'm like trying to situate myself around (laughs) where I need to be. Okay. I'm ready. Um, Oh, two. So uh, something that I, you know, had an influence in is, oh, you know, okay. I am a fiend for Halloween. It, (laughs) It is the holiday of the year to me like i i am almost one of those people where like me liking halloween is what i consider my personality 
Because like those people who are like, I love Disney, and you're like, I love Disney too, and they're like, No, you don't understand. Okay. Oh wow. So that's it's literally just all my blood. Oh. It's who I am. You know, that's Halloween for me. And so when I um when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, they were like, Hey, you know, it was like my first year there. I had been there maybe three months, and they were like, Hey, so we're in charge of doing the haunted house for the. Uh, Seminole Reservation. And I was like, I'm sorry, the what? And they were like, the haunted house. The haunted house. And I was like, you have to. You have to let me do this. Please, let me do this for you. And so, you know, my boss is like, oh, I mean, I'd love to help you with it. It's so much work, Nikki. Like, he was really trying to not kick me out of it, but he's like, you're new. I don't think you realize how much work we're talking about. This is going to be held in a cattle barn. So the um, floor space alone is just so much to have to plan around and so much to fill. And I was like, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. I don't care. I'll set up everything and I will dress up as a ghost and I will scare everybody by myself if I have to. I don't giant care. Barn. You have to let me do this. You know what I mean? I'm like a giant barn. Even better. What do you is it an abandoned cattle barn? I can summon some demons. Like <laughs> we'll make it good. We'll get it good. You know, I'm like, you you have to let me have this because part of the joy of working with children is terrifying them. Um <laughs> so don't don't take that to heart i'm not that person i'm a little bit that person Um, so so they gave me this project and i mean i spent weeks i made so much stuff i got the staff to to, uh, make these costumes i mean i put everything i had into this and we had the haunted house and it was a huge success like Huge success. So many of our kids were trying to come through and they would do this thing where the teens would come through and try to think they're too cool to get scared. So they'd walk up to the people who are scaring them and be like, are you Miss so-and-so? Oh, that's Mr. So-and-so. I know who that is. (laughs) And then they went through my haunted house and I was the decoy because I'm not scary. You know, like I'm not a scary person. (laughs) I try to be but I'm short and I'm chubby and I'm adorable. And I'm not even <laughs> saying that to be vain. I just, I just, I'm a little teapot, you know, short mm. and stout. So yeah, you're not going to be scared of me. And I mean, the moment where I stepped out and they were like, Oh, it's miss Nikki. And then one of, one of the staff jumped behind them and scared the sweet Jesus out of them. <laughs> oh. Excellent. That was good. That mm. was good. And after that, every year, Every year, (laughs) the kids were just so excited for Halloween. And um, when even when I moved to a different reservation, that was something that kind of stuck with me. I was the Halloween girl. And I mean, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I liked that the kids knew me as that because they were just kind of like, there's this adult. That's the important thing. There's this grown up on the reservation who enjoys this holiday probably more than I do. So they would just come to me and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about doing this for Halloween. Don't you think this would be great? And I'm like, I think it would be fantastic. Yes. You know? And so, I mean, the haunted house was like, it was like symbolic for me. Like I have to make this a big thing because this is something the grownups got scared. The kids got scared. Everyone had a great time. And it was just, um, you know, it was like the ultimate form of play. 
Awesome. You know, like I had, I had a nice budget. The kids got to have a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. They even started trying to help make the, make the haunted house themselves. The props and everything, yeah. Yeah. The props and everything. And um, it was, it was great. It was That's so awesome. great. I loved it. Well done. Heck yeah, man. I was, was scared just cool. listening to that story. <laughs> 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 Heck yeah, man. Um, oh, and I guess me. Um, well, dang. I mean, obviously all the RTC moments oh, and, man. um, the, but I'm just gonna go ahead and go with the freaking Renaissance Fair, man. Oh man, like, oh, um, God. you just, are uh, the Renaissance stop. Fair. There's no, just, there's no influence. Like there's no fair it's without like the stop Grand it. Vizier. There's zero fair. fair. All listeners, hear me now. <laughs> Jesus, hear ye, hear ye. Oh Lord, there is zero Renaissance Fair Don't without the like Grand this? Vizier Don't say that. and his bellow of a voice. <laughs> Guys, bellowing listen. voice well, I, I will simply say okay uh, that is not the case i love the fair is great the case <laughs> but I, I will say though that it definitely um like a, a thing that i've noticed there you know it, fairs and fantasy hasn't been a thing that like brown people in america have you know felt a part of for a long time and so um i definitely felt the influence of me being a person of color and being in that role at the festival and changing the perspectives and perceptions of people coming to the festival when they saw the Ottoman, like this, the Ottoman encampment and like how we were portraying other groups during the Renaissance. Um, that was definitely an influence that I could see and that I was actively taking a part of and that I had to train myself to be aware of because it mattered how I was showing, showcasing that culture mm-hmm. and that aesthetic. Um, but yeah, right. so that, that's definitely my influence uh, on that. I don't want to go too long. Um, just, just some facts to kind of end the podcast with and put in the minds of the listeners. Um, things that what we don't know. All right. Um, no one understands why we experience. We know that there are correlations in our brain where if we smell something, we know what neurons are active and are causing us to understand that we are smelling something, but we don't actually know where or why it's an experience. Why mm. did I know that I smelled something? Like, like, why did we? You know, so Man, we can't. You're going, can, you going into like a deeper, dark, oh, I know. criminal link. But, but in going into that, though, the reason I say, you know, we, that we don't understand why we experience is we don't understand why we are aware of things, mm. but we know that we do have to train to do it. Mm. We do know that we have to. We are always aware of everything that our senses are actively just responding to, but we have to train to be aware of them responding to, to things. Mm. We all hear when something's happening or see when something's happening. What factors in our life had a, have trained us to respond to it and how are we responding to it? Mm. Um, and then what we want to know where, you know, obviously there's full on scientists and people who are doing this, duh, but it's always fair to at least have the thought and think about it. Where do you think awareness comes from? It does it come from understanding things around us and then reacting to them? Or does it come from our body reacting and then we understand that it's happening. Or are we only reacting to everything going on? Mm. Do things occur and we are, we're just reacting all the time? Or are we only understanding things that we're kind of like subconsciously viewing pass by us all the time? We're talking right now. That's great. But am I actually just understanding what is already happening milliseconds ahead of me? So just deep thoughts to have. Um, it's kind of a... Um, chicken versus egg argument it's kind of a way to think about it, you know it, which is more conducive to evolution you know it's one of those type of thoughts right, so right, right, right. just something to think about when it comes to really understanding awareness and why we are even aware in the first place and how deep your awareness can go 
You know, why do we have awareness on so many levels all the time, every time? And mm. who are we influencing and affecting with our awareness? It's it's you got to be aware of who you're influencing. <laughs> true that. Yep. Yeah, true that. True that. True that. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. like parents and kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Call back. Cough, 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 cough. Self awareness goes deep. <laughs> yeah, self awareness as well. Huge. Um, you know, these are definitely huge. So, yeah, self awareness versus, uh, well, like you said, social awareness. You know, obviously yeah. just acknowledging everything around you, but then acknowledging yourself and how you are interacting with everything else around you. It's very important to have the dichotomy and understanding the contrast between both of them. Agreed. Understanding that both are happening always, all the time. Which one are you taking into consideration? Which one are you working on? Um, if you see people, you know, who are into spirituality and into like tarot cards and all that, they'll talk about like the shadow self or things like that, or your higher self, lower self, whatever. They're talking about the fact that you can focus on different levels. Mm. There's layers. Literally there's layers to yeah. you and you have to focus on those layers and how to change and affect those layers. It's levels to this shit. Always. No, yeah, like when I describe like looking into myself is like an onion. Mm. The oh, more, Shrek, stop it. The you. more la- <laughs> the more layers you peel down into yourself, the yeah, more man. prone you are to crying. That's <laughs> really <laughs> Wait, is that not normal? <laughs> so that's what we all were going through. Right? I thought that was the deal. <laughs> hey, Nikki, is there something you want to tell us? <laughs> Shoot, I'm there too, bro. I feel you. I feel you. I, no. Listen, we knock the crying, but then you take that really good depression nap afterwards. Oh, and mm, you you're mm. like fresh as a daisy. Yeah, Ooh. hit different. Yeah, that's or right, that's that right. like post cry whimper that feels good. <laughs> yeah. When you take that deep breath exactly. and you're like, <laughs> bro, we all bad. <laughs> bro, it matters. Okay, you gotta have the cool down after a workout, bro. bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our depression in America has only been oh. heightened by that terrible debate. Listen, oh, you know, mm. bro, that right, debate listen. was foolish listen, beyond I'm gonna be reason, honest, bro. I haven't seen it. You don't need and to. The and the only reason I didn't, let, let me be very frank. The only reason I didn't is because. I am currently living in Jacksonville, mm. which is essentially Trump City. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They almost had the RNC here and they canceled Whoa. it. Uh, so I literally was like, I can't bring myself to just consume more Trump. Yeah, yeah you are going through it. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. It was, dude. It was literally massive him. debacle, huge blemish on America. Yeah, it really we didn't is. Have already have a bunch of blemishes, dude. It was so bad, man. He literally he, to him, it was just another campaign rally, yeah. instead of an actual debate, and that's the problem. Did was, you guys see um, a BBC article uh, chronicling the the lies reaction <laughs> of the global? Oh my God, no! The global reactions no. to that debate? No, Jesus God, no! I did not. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check that out after. I, I need to know what the world was thinking. Alarming. No, oh, it was. It was sad. Like Damn. it went. The article went uh, country by country, like England, France. Jesus, uh, just down the line of every country, like judging the like, crap out no, of the us. whole the whole world. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It was a farce. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah complete. Like it happened, and they're just like, bro, these are really the the leaders of America right now. This is the leader of the free free this world. Is really, what they uh, what they chose to have as their two candidates. Oh, this is our best. Our, yeah, we have two children running for president mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, we have two children running for yeah. president, and we have such a broken system that we 
at so, somehow at no point are we able to go this is wrong can we just get a mulligan and yeah can we get different can we just <laughs> not we can but it's not gonna be nice yeah, <laughs> yeah we can that's true that's facts cool. we can <laughs> that's facts we can we can do it anytime like literally <laughs> like the like the people could just be like no this no, sucks just, no no Mr. you know yeah no. like just no no thank you no thank you, <laughs> you know <laughs> Which is really polite mm. style, like no thank you, and then you lob the Molotov cocktail. Lob the Molotov cocktail. Yes, yes, the Molotov. The Molotov cocktail. Of course. Oh boy. Listen, horrible display of governments. Um, we were way behind in the world. Yeah, we we look like clowns. And we have a long way to go. Long way to go, yeah. man. We're getting out of here. Um, yeah. Uh, before you get too political. Politics. October, politics. Oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. We weren't always behind. It's just. We weren't. We were doing well. We were actually And doing then every, good. every, all the work we put in the was, last several years. Was swept was, under the rug. Yeah. It's. Down it's the drain. reset. Yeah. We have to start over. We have to yeah. literally start over. We, we lost. We yeah. have to start over. Yeah. Straight up. That, that honestly yeah. is really the way to think about it. Like, no, we we straight up lost. Like, we made a decision, and because of it, we have lost a yeah. like a lot, just in general. <laughs> okay. Bro, man's brought up Biden's dead son. Like, how does that Listen, help you, bro? When that was happening, best believe I, I, if Biden at that moment took the microphone out of his ear, calmly unbuttoned his jacket, took it off, took it off, placed it over the pedestal. Yeah. <clears throat> America, I'm sorry, but I hope y'all understand. What was that? Walks over, beat the cr- bro. How you gonna talk about my dead son? It's crazy, like bro. Keep keep his name out your mouth. For real, it's that simple. Bro. Say it against you. What happened? It had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Ever I find out, bro. Like, come on, like, come on, dude. I'm sorry. He's that got go- me so mad because I was like, See, even I may not even support buying that much, but like as a person, yeah, as bro, like a yeah. human, as, as like man to man, human to human, bro. You talk about my dead son. We fighting like that's. That's Maybe, how yeah, that works. My dead son that <laughs> lost to his demons. Th- thank you. Straight up, bro. Like, yeah. that got me like it got me so heated because mm. it like it went beyond politics at that point where I was just oh, like, yeah. nah. It's just it's personal, personal person, personal. bro. Like I, I wouldn't disrespect a, a political opponent like that ever. How could you What's well, good? He doesn't have any respect for no himself respect. or but, anyone else. I mean, ultimately I think that's one of the biggest issues that I have when it comes to things with Trump is that everybody tries to frame it as like but it's still politics. And I'm like, no, no, nah, no, 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 no. Listen, politics is, is not this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's some dirty politics, but I'm like, listen, if I, I'm going to be very honest. If I am in a club in Miami and I see someone I know and I bring up something nasty about their past and I am about to catch some hands, okay, <laughs> I'm not about to get whooped and then be up in the police station and be like, but it was politics. politics. No, that's not <laughs> how that works. You know what I mean? That's not politics. So when people like, come in and, and say like, oh, well, I mean, that's just politics. No, dog. Nah. That's not. Nah. Like that's that, not. No. That, re- <laughs> that re- To me, that revealed like I all we already knew it, but that revealed Trump's character again. He don't uh, know shit. That that just revealed he it more to me. Know bro. Like that's how what, can that's you what he's trying to tell us? Yeah. He don't Duke, know nothing. He doesn't know nothing. How do Duke, you accept a, a person? Dude don't know shit like that, man. 
crazy. He doesn't know anything. That's why he goes after Joe's character. He, he goes after his, he just attacks him he as a person. Him. He doesn't when you, they ask him to denounce white supremacists. He's like, mm-hmm. stand but what about and stand by. What what about Antifa? Stand back and stand by. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> them proud yeah. boys. Them proud but bro, he started off hey, the no, entire no. debate with arguing the moderator. The moderator. Bro, man's was going the moderator. Hand hand with the moderator. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I'm mad that Chris Wallace allowed him to argue at him like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it, it, it angered me because he was conceding to, to him over and over. He was just like, oh, no, try, oh, Mr. President, you'll like this one. You'll like this one. Gives a crap what he likes. Yeah, ask the freaking question. question. I don't give a crap if he likes it or not. He needs to get the point done. You're controlling it at that point. That was stupid, man. man. Sorry. A lot about nothing, y'all. We we sorry, y'all. Um, it's not about politics again. Politics, but it's not about that. But we had to. That that debate was that dude trifling. That was nonsense, bro. That's a whole podcast. At one point, he's like, Trump, stop interrupting. He's like, he interrupted me. He's like, no, you're interrupting him more. You're interrupting more. He's like, he interrupted plenty. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? What am I watching? Fucking bro, fifth grader, man. No, all right, man. We out of here. We will see you guys again on October 24th. Indeed, y'all. And it will come with the video and the air horn. And the air horn. And And more importantly, the air horn. Honestly, more (laughs) More importantly, we need the air horn. Or we're teasing this air horn all (laughs) season season long. All season, bro. (laughs) For it not to come ever. <laughs> More importantly, the air hole. <laughs> so I hope you all learned a little, little bit about yourselves, a little bit about uh, awareness today, a little bit about influence. Or at least so, have a couple questions that you can ask. If you, you know. learn nothing, you correct as well because this show is That's a lot about, about nothing. nothing. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victor the pun master is very happy and pleased with us. Thank you. <laughs> So we thank you for listening. We thank you for taking your time. We thank you for subscribing, commenting, all that jazz. Yeah. We'll see you guys in two weeks and yeah. uh peace out. Yeah. Bye. Be good, y'all. Bye. <laughs>